Hi and welcome to episode 45 of Extreme PC UK Podcast. Today is Halloween special. Ooh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Joining me on the show today is... Hi, I'm Jansen and on Steam I'm Jay himself. Hi, I'm Tim. I, on, on Steam I am Timmy604. Hello, I am Hans and on Steam I am Megal from Hell. Hi, I'm Lee and on Steam I'm called Man City. It's quite funny because I threw all of you off, didn't I, with my spooky intro. Every single one of you did your intro and paused halfway through thinking, what am I saying? <laughs> <laughs> no, I had to scroll up to the noise I to could, see who was going to do first. I could hear it in your voices. <laughs> right, questions. Send your questions into ExtremePCUK at gmail.com. We've got a Steam group, which is ExtremePCUK. Instagram to see all of our work. A Facebook to get chatting to people. And we've got a Discord where the majority of the people go to. So get on Discord. Come chat to us, get into some games of us, and yeah, great. That's what we need to do. Um, How many people have you got in the Discord already? I think we're quite up to, a few, huh? yeah, it was quite a few Almost for like 100, only a couple huh? of months. I think we're on like 110, 115 oh, people. Nice. I think when I get to 150, I can uh, then apply to be partnered, and then I get a nice jumper. <laughs> and I can wear my jumper and say yeah. But you can also make a uh, different background in Discord. Uh... Yeah, yeah, you can have it like you can have a custom like URL as well, as just for your Discord. So oh, nice. it will be GG Extreme PC UK or something, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. nice. But, um, yeah, we'll see what happens with that when we get closer to that. Premier Computer Fairs. We're recording this a couple of days before, so we will be doing a show on Saturday the fourth. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, Saturday the fourth. But it's yeah. more than likely you've probably gone past Saturday the 4th when you've listened to this. So if you can go back in time, come to our show on the 4th because it'll be really good. <laughs> we'll play some games. <laughs> and uh, yeah, right. That takes us on to the iTunes reviews. We've got two iTunes reviews already this month, which is pretty good. The first one is by The Action Zombie, and he gives us five stars. And uh, he's from the US, but he's living in the UK. And uh, he oh, nice. says, bunch of dudes sitting around talking about games and they're real funny. Also, they are fun to game with as well. I couldn't recommend them enough. Keep up the good work, guys. And I hope in the near future, this podcast gets all the credit and recognition it deserves. Cheers, Aww. dude. Much nice. appreciated. Yep. That's cool, man. That's cool. Next one. A must listen for PC tech and gaming. It's five stars again. And that is by Bortopolis. And he's from Ireland. We play some games with you as well, dude. I haven't seen you on for a little while, though. I think you've been too busy in ARC in our server. And he says, great bunch of lads supplying good PC tech and gaming info with a good laugh in between. They are building a great community online. Cheers, man. It's much appreciated. Yeah, cheers. Yeah, cheers. We, we do cheers, appreciate dude. the older yeah. iTunes reviews because of uh, they get us up the ratings, gets more listeners, gets more popular. And then we seem to be getting more sillier. So, <laughs> <yeah. laughs> it's nice to hear a bit of feedback as well. Yeah, no, it is. It's good. It's good. Much appreciated. This month, it's gonna, we are a little bit late again, and I apologise for that, people. There is a very important reason why. 
my son, who's six, decided he was going to chop his finger off. <laughs> so we came to record it, and then I had to cancel. His finger didn't actually come right off. He just slid the skin all the way down the bone, and then had to have it all stitched up and had his nail taken off and stuff. So, But he's all good. He still can game. It was a second finger from the little one. So uh, Leo is still a top gamer, and uh, <laughs> you don't need to worry about him. <laughs> Ninja. <laughs> yeah. He's like, Daddy, but I can't. I've got him a new controller as well. I've got the Xbox One, the wireless. Because the new ones are done on Bluetooth, aren't they? So you can just yeah. use them with Windows 10 with a little dongle or whatever. He got home from the hospital. I said, guess what, Leo? He's like, what, Daddy? I said, your controller turned up. He's like, oh. And then he went, oh. How did he manage it? You know when you open your car door? Yeah. Obviously, I've got four kids. So Ellen gets out of the car and him on the other side gets out. The door's wide open. He gets out and goes and hovers by the middle between the two doors. You know where when you open a door, the hinge bit goes in? Ooh, really? He, he's put his hand in there, and then the little one, my little one, slammed the door with both hands, <laughs> and his fingers were actually in the, where the hinges are. And, and you had to open the door again it to didn't get just, him out. Yeah, yeah, but the thing is, my missus was on the other side of the car. So she saw it happening and was like, no, in slow motion, she said it was like. And then she just went round there, and she said his hand was in the, like, three mil gap. And his, one of his fingers was crushed in there backwards. And she said that she had to open the door because it was fully closed on his yeah, fingers. Yeah. Oh, God. And she, she said she thought when she pulled the door around, his finger was just going to fall on the floor. But luckily what it done is, because his fingers are quite small and the gap is about three or four mil, it just squashed the skin completely but didn't yeah, crush yeah. the bone. And then it just slid the skin down both sides. I don't know about you guys, but I feel a bit squeamish now. <laughs> <laughs> But I they, saw the picture say they looked really... Wow. Yeah, yeah, but what they've done is they stitched, they put butterfly stitches down both sides of his finger, like two or three on each side, the length, and then the bit where the knuckle is and the joints are, they left that, but they put butterflies around it on the gaps. But yeah, he's pretty brave. He's like, yeah, I don't care as long as I can play computer games. Because <laughs> <laughs> luckily them one. two fingers are the ones that goes under the controller, so he's all right. Yeah, yeah, it's not but, his trigger finger. But it's funny, it happened at Halloween as well, so... Getting back to what I was saying, it's going to be a bit of a weird way we're going to do it this month because what we're going to do is we've got a, quite a few questions, but the questions actually fit in with our news as well. So instead of us waiting for the questions right at the end, what I'm going to do is we'll talk about our news and I'll integrate the questions. I'm talking about VR. I've got a couple of VR questions. Hans is going to be talking about the new 1070 Ti and there's a couple of questions for that. So when we get to that in our news, we'll put them questions into that point and and try and cover it all in one. Because this podcast, man, there is so much to fit in. It's going to be massive. First bit of news I want to say is, do you remember we was talking about the Corsair T1 race chair? Which yeah. we, we saw at the show at EGX last month. I had to buy one. <laughs> man, this chair is the most comfortable chair I've ever sat in, I swear. it cost, um, If you go for the black one, it's all black. It's 250 quid. If you go for the coloured ones, which has got like strips down the sides of the seat all the way up. Man, this really sounds like you're getting sponsored, though. Why? Yeah, you should, yeah it really sounds. I don't know. I don't know. It sounds weird. I, wish, I don't know. I wish I was getting sponsored. Of course I asked. Yeah, me too. Me, me too. <laughs> but yeah, the but chair, then you could say, okay, we're, I Tim, don't know. If you was at the show with us, yeah, and you sat in a chair like the rest of the boys... And I went to you, sit in that chair. And you sat in it, you'd be like, man, that chair's well comfortable. I'm not just saying it because, like, we've got a secret sponsorship or something. It's actually a wicked chair. And the boys can yeah. prove it, isn't it? Yeah. Because we yeah, pretty much I... sat on every chair that they had available at that show. And that was the only chair that all of us, like, said, yeah, 
that's definitely the best one out of all of them. The quality of it is amazing, mate. It's yeah, like, they even sat in a noble chair as well. Yeah, it's like the whole thing's got carbon fiber patterns on it. The armrests, they're hard, but they're soft enough that you don't hurt your elbows. They don't bruise after like three days of playing. You've got like 10 buttons on it. You can move the armrest left, right, forward, backwards. You can tilt them. You, you can twist the bottom of the seat. You can move the yeah, back flap. You can do that with all of them. No, this one's better. Because <laughs> you own it. You yeah, there, there, there will be a large... Uh, You're mistaking uh, me. Difference I said this is better. <laughs> <laughs> I do believe you, though. I do believe you. But, you know, no, but for, com- for comfort, though, for comfort, it was the most comfortable chair out of all the ones we tried at the show. Yeah, you also sit in this Maxnomic. I've not heard of that. No. Do you have AK Racer, DX Racer? Yeah, they're both... Noble? Yeah. Yeah, they, I don't like them so much. Them ones, yeah. no one ever said I think the difference is with this one, it's got really tight squeeze on like the lumbar support area. So when you sit down, it actually comes right around your waist. It's really, really nice, and it makes you feel mm. like you're you're squashed in and cozy. Yeah. But, I think that's what it was. Like, yeah, it held you in the chair more yeah. with the noble chair. You sat in it and you felt like this is quality, but it's not holding me. Yeah, but does it always force you in the same position? Because I have some kind of IKEA chair that's pretty nice, actually, also with lumbar support and everything, whatever. And I, sometimes I lean a bit to the left and I go hang in it a little bit. It always seems like with these kinds of chairs, you really cannot hang anymore. You're really forced into some very good ergonomic position, you know? Yeah, that's what this is like. like you squeeze you into that position, you stay in that position. Yeah, yeah. So you cannot actually just just hang in it anymore. No, you can't lounge in it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, you, yeah, you can lounge in it though because the, the the width on the sides moves really. I've got mine really wide, so I've tilted the tip back bit quite like two notches back. And then okay. when I'm sitting at the desk, I've got my arms on the armrest and my keyboard's right on the edge of the thing, and I'm just laying back. It's well comfortable. Nice. I could fall asleep in it, and it comes with like the lumbar supports cushioned, which is all like really nicely detailed, and it comes with the one behind your neck as well. But I've took them off because at first I had it for my neck to support it, but afterwards I felt like. I don't really need it with this chair, man. It's well comfortable. But the thing is, I don't want to go banging on about chairs all day again. I just wanted to say that I bought the chair because it was that good. And did you get the black one or the coloured one? No, I went for the black and white one. Right. And do you know, do you, well nice. the only thing that puts me off with that chair is how big the Corsair logo is on the back. Oh, really? I haven't even noticed that. I can't bother to get up and look at the back of it, though. It's huge. Because <laughs> I'm well comfortable in my chair at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> it's huge. I like the wheels, though. There's These nothing wrong with um, having Corsair on the back of there. It's better than having like your cheap ass one with a stupid logo on the back, isn't it? No, it's, it's it's fine having Corsair on it. It's just because of how big it is. I haven't even noticed it. I'll have a look. I'll go peeking around there in a minute. Let's move on anyway from that because we've got so much to do. My next thing is for news. I actually bit the bullet and I went and bought a HTC Vive. Whoop whoop. And I've got to say that thing is next level, man. It's crazy. I will say there's good points and there's bad points about it. And we've also got some questions about it as well. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read out the questions and then I'll go into what I think about it. And then I'll talk about some of the games I've been playing. We've got a question from Action Zombie and we've got a question from Glutzy. Basically, I'll put them both into one. So they say, I want to know about your impressions of HTC Vive and whether it's worth it at this stage to invest in VR. And then Glutzy came out with Vive, Vive, Vive. Any multiplayer, good games. That was it. So he just sounds very excited, like, what's going on with his Vive? I need to know some details. When I first got it, I bought it because it had Fallout 4 with it, which I was a bit disappointed with because Fallout 4 was meant to be out in October and then they knocked it back to December. So I bought it, it turned up, 
And then it was like, you can't play this game till December. So I was just like, man, that's well annoying. But you still have the pre-order. Yeah, yeah, so I've, I've unlocked it. it. The game's on there. It's waiting for me in December. Um, I will say, setting up the Vive, if you've not set one of these things up, it's quite straightforward. But if it's your first time, man, you're going to be there a couple of hours. Like me and Jansen set a few up for other people before. And it's not straightforward because... Really? Yeah, because with the Oculus, it's just a headset. So you just put your headset on. Oh, yeah. And you install it, set it up, and it tracks itself. Yeah? Yeah. But with the Vive, you've got to have base stations. You've got all these cabling. You've got like a a connection from the back of your PC. So from the back of your PC, you'll have a HDMI, you'll have a USB, and you'll have a sound. And all three of them will come out your PC and go into this little box. That box you have to mount somewhere behind, which I've got in a little cupboard. From there, them cables you have running again to the headset on a cable, which is obviously well long because that's where the headset's got to go on your head. Mm-hmm. Now, the headset, once you put it on, that won't track unless you've got the base stations up. So whether you're sitting down, standing up, or doing like the room scale, you have to have these base stations set up. So it says ideally there's like, I think it's like six foot by five foot or, but it's, there's certain scales that you can do. I've just put them in my room, one in one corner, one in the other corner. And what I actually done was, you know, I had the green screen. I yeah, took yeah. the green screen down, took the bar off the top, and then I've zip-tied both of the base stations, which they call base stations, but they're actually like th- the things that point down in the corner of the room. I've put them, I've mounted them on with zip-ties to each one so I can put, fold them away. And then when I want to use Vive, I just pull them out, plug them in, because they've got big long cables on, extend them up, and I put one on the left side where the screens are, right over in that sort of room. And I put one behind me in the other corner of the room. But then every time you switch it on, you load up because you've got like Steam. Then you've got new thing, Steam VR. And then you've got another program, Vive. Now, the first thing you do is you go on, you install Vive, like their own program. They've got their own like sort of Steam program, which you can subscribe to and stuff like that. And play so many games a month and all that sort of stuff. But I didn't find them games were really the sort of games that I was going to play. They're more sort of demos and like, like little things like painting walls and doing your artwork and stuff like that. I wanted to get into some proper hardcore gaming. So anyway, I got these base stations, put them up, and then it's like head tracking, not working. So you move the thing around, uh, and it's like, ah, uh, left station's not working, that one's not working. And I, I was finding myself at the beginning, spending half an hour trying to get these all to go in sync, because the game won't play until all of them on screen are lit up in green. Yeah. But once you get to know how to use it, and once you find your sort of area where they're going, like if you used to screw them into the wall... They would stay there, so you wouldn't have this problem. Every time you switch it on, you just put your headset in the middle of the room, and it will pick up the controllers. But I found that a little bit annoying, and I thought with Oculus, that might be a plus. Because I only want to sit down. I don't want to do room scale. I want to sit down and play at my chair. If you want to do room scale, then it's obviously a lot better. It took a little while to get them base stations into place. But once I'd done it, it is amazing, man. I put my chair in the middle of the room. I put on the headset... You do, feel, you feel like a bit of an idiot at the beginning because you're on your own. <laughs> and you look like one as well. You sort of, you're sort of flapping about like, right? I put my chair in the middle of the room, and I'm actually doing it now while I'm talking to you. I roll my chair out away from the desk so I don't hit the desk, and then I get the two controllers. I switch them on, and it scans them, finds them. I put them on the floor in front of me. I get my controller, I switch that on. I put that to the left in front of me. I get my headphones, pull the cable out, and that's it's got to be well long. Because obviously I'm not using sound off of the actual Vive. I'm, I'm using my headset so I can still talk to people and that on top of the Vive. So I pull my headset out, put that on the right on the floor. So then I double-click the game. The game comes up on screen. 
And it doesn't do it how it used to. You know when you used to see the two double screens? Them days are gone. Now it's just one screen. Like a windowed screen comes up with the game playing. And you put the headset on. It As you lift it up, it switches itself on. Put the headset on. And then you can see the controllers on the floor. You pick the two controllers up. And then I found a lot of the time it would put me in the wrong position. So I have to go into settings. And then I'd click this button. And it, it would remove my body to where it should be. But once you get used to it. And you know what you're doing. Like at first it was a bit annoying. Because I didn't know what I was doing. But once you get to know what you're doing. You switch it on. You put all the bits in place. You get your headset on. You pick up your controllers. You click right button. You go into your like Steam. Because it's like a virtual bedroom. Where it's got all your games on the wall and stuff. And you just point the pointer at it. And then you can select your games. Sounds you, pretty cool. Yeah once you know how to do this. It becomes a lot easier. But it's obviously like quite a steep learning curve. So then you just click your game. And then you're there. You're in your seat. You're in the middle of the room. And everything's alright. In that sense. Bit tricky. But still amazing. Like you can do everything, and you can select your monitors from inside this room with the headset on. So if, if someone's, if I've got three screens, and I'm in the headset and I want to see what's going on, I press one button and it will go to desktop, and my desktop will come up exactly the same as they are in front of me. They will come up in my VR. So it will be like I'm looking at three screens, That's which nice. is which is a nice touch. I did find that the detailing is so small you can't see the small writing, so you can't really see that writing but you can see your average screen like what's going on so that was good as for the questions whether it's worth to invest in vr right now if you've got the cash it's definitely worth it if you want to like me i've always from the 80s when you had that you know anybody had the glove yeah yeah and glove. glove. yeah when they had like that blue room wouldn't it? and had the power glove and it was like trying to pick up a ball and you see the guy and he's yeah. there and he's trying to pick up a ball with a glove and it keeps falling on the floor <laughs> yeah. it's like and you're looking thinking that looks crap <laughs> <laughs> anyway it's gone a long way from there this is amazing it feels like you're in there with the vive i can't really say too much about oculus but with the vive the, the most you can see if you're looking because you can't see the screens directly in front of your eyes it's not like glasses in front of you. you it's it's weird to explain it's more like little tiny triangles it's like everything you're looking at it's, just, it's like looking around the room now but with little triangles everywhere like a sort of overlay if you know what i mean but the, the, the quality of the graphics are that good that you do feel like you're looking around inside that world. The only thing I would say, which is a bad point, is when you're putting the headset on, if you let your hair, because obviously you've got greasy hair or whatever, if you let your hair touch the, the lenses, it's annoying when you put it on and the lenses gets a smear on it. Because then you've got to take all the headphones off, everything off, wipe them, <laughs> put them all back on. Oh, it's still dirty. Take it all off. And that gets a bit time consuming. But I'm like a perfectionist. I've got to have it well clean. So that annoyed me a bit. But at this stage, if you've got the money to burn, then yeah, it's definitely worth it. If not, and you're on a tight budget or you don't have like a 1080 upwards, then hold off. Because it for this stage, the games are really good. But I found I could only play it for like two hours a night. And I'd done two to three hours a night. And on the third night, I was so tired. It's weird because it, it like drains the life out of you. You know, after you get off after an hour... I normally stay on, like you lot know, I stay on till like 3 o'clock in the morning every night. I was doing I was doing Elite Dangerous for about an hour. And obviously where you're concentrating, your eyes are open. They, they say that you don't blink as much, so you get dry eyes. And what I was doing is I was getting out of that after about two hours. Really enjoyed myself in there. It's amazing. My whole body felt drained. I was like, oh, I've got to go to bed. And I went to bed. Next day, got up excited, got home from work. Right, I'm going to have another go on this. Can't wait. Get in there. Two hours. Oh, man, I'm really drained. Even more so. Next day comes. I'm like, oh, I'm not going on tonight. I've got to leave it a couple of days. I feel like my eyes, my eye strain was like bad. But I need glasses anyway, so it could be that 
that it, my eyes were just weaker than normal. But yeah, it is. It's if you can play it where you do an hour every couple of games and you're happy with that, it's perfect. Maybe it's something you get used to also. Yeah, maybe. I've only done it for three nights in a row, and then I've sort of took it off. I've had so much work on and stuff to do. I haven't really been back in it since, but I will get back in it straight away, like, after that. It might not be as bad playing it during the day rather than in the evenings as well, because you've already got the fatigue off being awake all day. If you played it in the morning, you probably wouldn't, it wouldn't be that as as bad as, like, if you're doing it. Do you know what else I noticed, though? When you first put it on, when you get, say it's the first time that day you've put it on, it looks crystal clear. Everything looks perfect in there. After an hour, you're sort of double checking things because obviously you're using your eyes so much that you sort mm. of like blur out. It's, it's a weird feeling, you know. It's like when you look at your phone, your mobile phone for ages, and then you sort of go Whoa, back in the room sort of thing. But um, for Glutes' questions, for the multiplayers and stuff, I haven't done any multiplayer yet. I've got a couple of games that are multiplayer. Elite Dangerous is multiplayer, but I haven't got anyone to play it with at the moment. I'd like to play it with someone else that's in VR, because Elite Dangerous was amazing. I mean, like, you're flying around in space, and you and obviously you know Elite Dangerous, you sit in your cockpit, don't you? Mm-hmm. It looks mad. I, I actually felt like I was... It's always been my dream to be a little, little man in a spaceship and go off into different planets and do trading and stuff like that. And I'm sitting in this chair, yeah, and you're looking around. You can see your whole body in front of you, and if I look to the left... It, it knows you're looking to when you, as soon as you look to the left, the screen on the left comes up. So on that screen, you're sort of looking at all your star charts and stuff like that. You're like, yep, yep. And, and you can just because it's done on controller, not their controllers. You're on a normal controller. So you just like as soon as you look at it, the cursor goes on it. So you go up, down, up, down, up, down, collect your, your star system. Bang. You look to the right and you're like it comes up with all the stuff, stats for your plane, like your wheels, stuff like that. Do you want to engage wheels? Do you want to put your lights on, interior lights, exterior lights? So you just look at the screen and then you just go up, down, up, down. You don't have to like jump from one thing to another. It's really, really fluent. And it's like then press Y, you go into star drive, get to the next place, look to the left. That comes up with all the things in the vicinity. You click on the station. Can I dock? They tell you go to docking pad three. Then you fly up and it's absolutely crazy because the glass canopy, obviously in game when you're on a normal screen, you just look out the glass canopy, don't you? Yeah. Now it's all around you. Yeah, it's mad. Like, you're sitting there, and you're like, you can see on your map that the the station is above you and just behind you. So you literally look up and look behind you, and you can see the station up there spinning around, and it looks like it's really up there. Up to the left, you've got, like, a planet, and it looks like it's a full-size planet. You feel like you're looking at that planet, and you don't want to hit it. You're, like, pulling off of it. It's, it's crazy. It does feel like you're there. And then when you go into the space station, it's like a little slit and it will say fly into dock free. So you go in and the whole thing's spinning around in circles and you're flying like you're dodging other ships. It's absolutely crazy. And one of the things I, I liked the most about it was the interior of my ship. I actually bought upgraded to a new ship and my first ship was pretty dark and stuff like that and pretty small. I upgraded to the next level ship. And it was all, it looked like all silver, like it was all like polished aluminium dashboard. It looked real. It's like a big triangle in front of me with all the gear on it. And I even turned around, leant around my chair, and I could look down the corridor of the spaceship. Really, really immersive. Do you not get any sickness from it? Nah, I didn't get no sickness whatsoever. The worst thing I got is I actually got pulled out of hyperspace by another guy, an actual human player. And he was like, give me your cargo of... 
a cup of water or something like that. It was, I want two of them. And he said, just give me two of them and I'll leave you alone. And it kept repeating it in message. And I was like, sod this, I'm going to fight you. And at that point is when it became well good. I literally pulled back like my controller and I'm looking up at him and I'm doing going upside down and he's going upside down. And all the stuff around us is going round. And I'm actually... Hit, I, the thing is, because I'm in VR and I can see him through the canopy, I know exactly where he's going, what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. But when you're on screen normally, you just get the cursor go to the edge of the screen to say yeah. that he's over there, doesn't it? But because yeah. I'm watching him, I'm counting everything he's doing. He couldn't... I, I, the thing is, he had a really powerful spaceship more than me. I was shooting him. I kept taking his shields down, but he was more powerful than me. So I didn't have enough firepower to actually kill him. But I was just chasing him constantly. I constantly hitting him. And it was just well good because I was looking at my, my like his ship and I could see where my bullets were trailing him. And I just thought, man, this is absolutely crazy. If I had someone to play this with in VR, it'd be mad. We could fly next to each other and do stuff. Another one of the things that was well good about Elite Dangerous is when you're in the um, in like a hangar, if you want to upgrade your ship, you're like standing up on like a like little shelf looking down in your hangar like you're in a building up at the top. And you're looking down into the hangar at this massive spaceship. And like, even though we, like in-game you see them and it's like a little little spaceship, that little spaceship, you can see that the cockpit, you can see into the cockpit, and then you can see how big the ship is on the outside. And you can see all your decals. When you change the guns, you see them all fold in in 3D and then they all come out again. And it's nice. like you're standing. You know, like if you go to the airport and there's a plane in front of you, yeah. it's that big. It's like the feeling looking, of size. Yeah, it's like you're looking at this massive spaceship. And it really makes you think, that's my spaceship. I'm going to fly that in a minute. And then when you go off and do fly, it makes you feel like, like I got blown up a couple of times. And I was like, oh, I really don't want to die. Like I've just upgraded all my bits and pieces. But absolutely really, really good. It's amazing for VR. But I want someone else to play with it. Going on from that, because Elite Dangerous was really, really good. And I'd say anyone that has got VR, get Elite Dangerous. Because that game, it's more like a lot of the other games are like um, sort of demos. Or they're made just for VR. They're very short games. Tech mm-hmm. demo. Yeah. The other game I got was called Dead Effect VR. Now, Dead Effect's a game that's been out for a little while. And it's pretty much a bit like Doom. But you're running around and it's got zombies. Now, Dead Effect VR is £19.49 at the moment. It's made by a company called Badfly Interactive. And basically, this game is another one which was just up there with like such an immersive game. It's so realistic. It, all I can the best way I can describe it is you know when you're watching Aliens one and yeah. she's running around that ship and she's going through corridors and into different rooms and stuff like that. Imagine you're in that and you start off and you're in a little like a little corridor with all metal around you, but like a spaceship, you've got all the pipes and everything, and you can literally look at everything. You can go right up to it. It's it's crazy, and this game is basically in space. You're on some kind of ship or you're in some kind of like space building and basically the scientists something's gone wrong there and there's there's a breakout and everybody's a zombie now it's very very basic mechanics of the game you go around doing the missions that you've been told to do and along the way you bump into people along the way you pick up weapons but out of all the games i've played this was the craziest for guns because when you first start it, you use this, you use the actual controllers that come with the Vive. You know, like the pointy ones with the round bits mm-hmm. on the end. Yeah. Now, on these controllers, the gun that you're shooting, it says pick up your gun. Now, it doesn't look like a controller on the floor. It looks like a gun. And you pick it up. And where you put your finger in, that's the trigger. And it feels like it. So you pick it up and you look at your gun. And the gun I've got is a handgun to start with. 
and it's so fluent and perfectly smooth. I pick it up, yeah, now the controller's probably on its side in real life, but I look at it, and it looks like I'm pointing my gun, and I'm waving it around, and I'm looking at the top of it, the sides of it, underneath it. When I shoot it, you see the top cog backwards and forwards. It's it's crazy, man. Can uh, you melee with the gun? Um, I'm not sure if you can, you know. I do know when you get a rifle, you can actually... Because if you put your hand down by your side, the gun will actually lock back into your... Um, it will go into your, what's it called, holster. But yeah. when you find a rifle, you could pick it up with one hand and have a handgun in the other hand. And then to reload, you just put your, hand, your hands down by your sides and it reloads. You can holster the handgun and then you can actually have two hands on the rifle. So the two controllers become the back of the rifle and the front of the rifle. So if I move one hand left and my other hand right, it will turn the gun to the right. And, and wherever I move my two hands, it will be like I'm holding that rifle. So you can look down the sights of the rifle through the VR. Did you try and shoot yourself? <laughs> no, I didn't try and shoot myself. I nope. didn't try and do that. Ah, <laughs> I would, this first thing I would try, I think. Yeah, that's because you're crazy. You crazy fool. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, it's all virtual. So yeah, that is true. That I should have shot myself in the foot and see what happens. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But to be honest, I have to tell some truth. On that game, it's meant to be, you can either do room scale, so you can walk around in your room, and then it puts blue walls if you go too close to anything, so you can walk around and do stuff, or you're meant to play it standing up where you've got like a like four foot ring around you. So everything you stay in that ring and you just turn around standing up yeah. i don't really like standing up so what i did is as you start the game up it says right you're currently at this amount of centimeters high when you're standing up so what i've done is i pulled my chair out sat in my chair and then it said you're currently this centimeters standing up as i'm sitting down so i was like yeah that sounds good bang done that so i'm sitting down in game and the computer thinks i'm standing up but i'm just like really small <laughs> so I'm sitting in my chair and I've got my guns in my hand. So I've got my arms on the armrest with a gun in each hand. Because obviously I've got the new gaming chair. I can tilt on my like on my chair, like spin round. So I'm just sitting in the chair with my handguns in my hands. Because it's really weird because this is the first game I've seen where on the left controller, if you move the thumbstick, like the pad, it will actually make you walk around. That gives you a slight dizzy feeling. Not really? really Did you get dizzy, dizzy from that? You, yeah, because you're sitting still. Because you're meant to be walking, standing up. But because I'm sitting in a chair, I was moving around. You can walk around. And, and then if you use the left stick to walk around, the right one, the right hand thing, you just press it. And what it does, it slightly turns you. So say I'm pressing forward on the left stick. And then I press right on, like one press of right on the right stick. It will turn me like 20 degrees right. So if I press it three times, it will turn me 60 degrees right. Ah, uh, it's not fluid. No, it's fluid walking up, forward, backwards, left and right. But you're moving your head anyway, so it doesn't matter. But if you okay. want to turn your view, you just press left, 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 and it will turn you left as mm. you're walking. I find it was really smooth and really, really nice to accept. And I found I that better. I tried it once with Resident Evil on the PlayStation VR, and I turned off all these, these assists to make it non-sick, and I couldn't actually make myself sick in it. It was... It just played like a normal shooter on a Yeah, I think VR. this was more because I was sitting down when I should have been standing up. Okay. Because your body feels you're walking forward because it's yeah, smooth. Yeah. I played like that. And you can also, in this game, if you hold the right button down, you can teleport. So if you do start feeling dizzy or you can't be bothered to walk everywhere, then you can just teleport, 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 and you go all over the place. But I found oh, yeah. with the teleport that was worse because you teleport from one end to the other end of the room. But then say you want to pick up some bullets, you teleport there, then you'd have to go right, right, right to turn around. Whereas if you're using the controls, like just the fluent walking, I just walk forward 
And then when I get closer to it, I just press right, right, right. And as I'm going forward, I just turn to the right slightly. And then I turn my head around, pick up whatever I need to pick up. Yeah. And I found that was a lot smoother. Game's amazing, man. You're going through all these sort of corridors into these big rooms of all the things. And at one point, and this is a bit pervy, you come across a woman. And she's got a rather big upstairs. And you're there, and she's right in front of you. And because, obviously, I was lower down, her cleavage <laughs> was in my face. <laughs> so did, I couldn't... Did you motorboat? <laughs> I, well, do I need to answer that question? <laughs> it probably did. It's funny because I've had a few people around my house as well that have tested it out. And they want to, and as soon as they come to that woman, the first thing they do is they've got their hands up there. They put their guns down, and they're like, ooh, which is quite funny. But yeah, it's it's funny because the woman's a full size real life woman standing in front of you and she's talking to you and you're like, yeah, whatever, get on with it. And anyway, then you crack on. Now this game, zombies, you open the door and these zombies all start come like crawling out and walking out to you, and it does feel quite scary because that you they you feel like they are coming to get you because it's obviously real, it's 3D, you're there. The worst thing I found the scariest thing in Dead Effect VR was a dog, like a robotic dog sort of thing came running at me and I was sort of like. Ugh! And it's like jumping at me and I'm just shooting my guns off like willy nilly everywhere. I went through. Did you squeal? Yeah, I, I think that game is multiplayer as well, you know. But that game was really, really immersive. The, the way you're in there and it, it does feel like I actually felt like I'd been in a space station. When you take it off after two hours, you feel like you've been in a space station and then you take it off. And like, Whoa, that's a weird feeling. I'm back in my room. That's a bit weird. It is a really, really weird feeling. But love, I love shooting the zombies like. You get certain different types, and when you get the big ones that throw stuff at you, they're throwing like, this goo at you, and you're sort of like, ah, dodging it, because <laughs> it's flying at <laughs> your face. But as you're shooting them, you see them going, like, they're moving as you're shooting them, and if you headshot them, their head explodes or blood comes out, and it just like fires all over the place. And that, that was a pretty good touch. But yeah, that game, uh, Dead Effect VR, was another one was really, really good. It's £19.49, but worth every penny. Um, I'd done the first few levels on it, and then I got off because, like I said, you have to take breaks. It's not something you can just constantly play for, like, hours and hours on end. It'd be good if we next time we have a lamp eye, you lot can just jump in and have a level each or something, you know, and we've completed the game like that. Yeah. Does it um, tell you to have a break? Nah, nothing's told me to have a break. Really? Nah. But the thing is, I, I, I got it first off for Fallout 4 because I just want to be in that world because it's just going to be amazing. I played one other game, which was a cheaper game. It was 3 But as it was Halloween, I saw this and I just thought of my missus. I've got to get her in this. It's called Emily Wants to Play. Have any of you heard about this game? I've seen that, yeah. Man, yeah. this game. This game, it's a basic game, but I've never jumped out of my skin so bad. And Jance, when you come around here, you're going to have a go at this. <laughs> it will make you poo your pants I'm literally I played it in the daytime yeah I put the headset on all it is if you look at it it's just a house it's just a house where there's a little girl called Emily that wants to play a game she's obviously a ghost or she's dead I don't even know what it is I just, just saw the game and thought that looks freaky I'll have to have a go on that bought it straight away and just jumped into it and I started off and I'm in this house it's like it looks like someone's moving in there's boxes everywhere and stuff like that but you are in a proper house and it looks like a normal house there's furniture over there. There's boxes over there. So you start off, you're in the corner of the room. And they, they've done a really... To make it really eerie and scary, they've used the sound really, really well. What if, You know how normally you'd have music or you'd have noises? If you've got big headphones like mine, they've just used them for noise cancellation. So it's dead silent. So when you put your earphones on, you can't hear nothing in the outside world. But you can't hear nothing in the game either. Unless they want you to hear something. So you sort of get in this game. You're looking around in this room. 
and you're thinking, right, is something going to jump out at me or what? I don't know what's going to happen. And straight away, you're on this like proper edge. You're feeling it and you're thinking, please don't like, because you're looking left and right and you're even scared to turn right because you think there's going to be something standing there. <laughs> and, and I mean, it gets you from the off, you're pooing yourself. I get in the game, I put it on, I'm standing in the corner of the room. I see a bit of paper on a box over the other side. So I teleport to that box. As I teleport, I'm sort of closing my eyes thinking, do I want to open my eyes? Like, look around, nothing's there. Grabbed a bit of paper because when you squeeze the stick, it uses like a hand grab. So grabbed a bit of paper and it says, Emily wants to play a game with you. So I'm like, fair enough. Next thing, I'm looking around, I hear this, this like that. And I'm thinking, oh my God, is something going to be behind me at that door? Because you can hear the door creaking open, but you can hear nothing else. So I turn around like really slowly and I'm thinking, oh man, somebody's going to jump on me in a minute. And I'm watching, the door's creeped open, there's nothing there. So I'm like, do I zoom over there? So I'm like doing these little like pigeon zoom steps. I don't want to just go straight through the door and then something's waiting for me. So I go through the door, I come into another room see another bit of paper i look at it i look around the room i think i'm not going to pick the paper up yet i'm going to look around the room so i go over there's a couple of pictures on the side i look at all them thinking is there a puzzle to be solved there looking at the pictures of the people in the house i look at something else on the wall you hear like a slight noise from behind you but you don't see nothing i think nothing of it and i turn around and i think i'll get a bit of paper so i pick up the bit of paper yeah as i pick up the bit of paper i turn it over because it's like you can move it around in front of you i i, I turn the paper over yeah and I just slightly at the corner of my eye, look to the left. I haven't even turned my head. Just slightly <laughs> look to the left. Man, a doll, yeah, <laughs> with black eyes comes grabbing at me from the left. And it makes like some proper, all of a sudden, deep screaming noises over my headphones, like really loud. Like, ah! Oh, man, I screamed, yeah. And I won't swear on air, but I, the swear word that I said, Leo is sitting playing CSGO <laughs> on the PC next to me, yeah. <laughs> And I can't hear nothing because it sounds so loud Like when she screamed. Like she grabbed me and I was like, ah! And then I just hear Leo go, ah! And I'm like, <laughs> what? I, t- I take it all off. I go, what's wrong? He goes, daddy, daddy, you scared me. Like where he's, where he's literally, I've screamed so loud and he's not used to hearing his dad scream that he's actually jumped off his seat and pooed himself, like literally, <laughs> because he was so scared. But that game... I was like, man, this is crazy. Like, this is, it's not like gaming. It's like you're there. You did feel you stop s- playing at that point? I did take it off at that point and thought, man, I'll come back to that another day. I'll put someone else in it first. Yeah. <laughs> but, it sounds like torture. Yeah. But it's like, you can watch a horror film, yeah? And you know, when you watch like a horror film like The Ring or something like that, you watch it and you sort of think, it's in the TV, it's not real. You, you don't get a sense of real horror, do you? Because you know, it's, you just like look around the room and go, yeah, it's a normal room, nothing in here. Watch it pitch black on your own at night time. You're like, something might be behind this sofa scaring me or whatever. Like you might, your own mind will scare you. But this, this is next level. You put it on and you're on edge straight away and you're <laughs> feeling this, the, the, this fright. Uh, trust me, I mean, you're feeling it. From the uh, gameplay I've seen, you can flip the light switches on and off. Yeah, yeah. I went up to the light switch. It goes switches. dark, doesn't it? Yeah, but, but this is the point. I go up to the light switch here yeah, with the VR on and I'm like, zoom right close to it. It's like right in my face. I'm like, should I turn it on and off? I don't know. What should I do? And I'm like, don't be a pussy. Just do it. So I'm like, <laughs> off, on. And I'm like, straight away, on. Because I thought something's <laughs> going to be standing there. There's nothing here. Off, on, nothing here. I thought, oh, I'll leave it on. It's scary the crap out of me. So I leave the light on. But uh, I'll get, like, Jance, you'll be over, like, one day in a week. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. You'll have to come over. I'll put you in it. No one else will go in it. No one. I had another guy around here. He wouldn't go in it. I put my missus in it, yeah? She was on edge from the beginning and she heard one little creak, didn't even see nothing in game, and she threw the headset on the floor. 
I was like, <laughs> what, what, what are you doing? She was like, man, because she started like freaking out, all the kids started crying. <laughs> <laughs> so she was like, no, I'm going downstairs. I've had enough of this. But it is absolutely amazing, man. It's crazy like how realistic it is. I'll put Jansen, as it's Halloween special as well, Jansen, I'll put you on it. Uh, yeah. On that game, as you can tell me what you think of it next month. You should stream it. Stream it. Yeah, yeah not reactions. That would be epic. No, nah, because it'll probably be a foul. He'll probably throw it off and break it or so, and everyone in the stream will be like, nah, idiots. <laughs> then record it and bleep it out and then put it on YouTube. <laughs> but yeah, overall, the HTC Vive is amazing. If anyone's got it, man, come and get into some games with me. I'd love to get into some games. But I'd love to get a Vive eh, or something VR. Yeah, man, it is. It is amazing. It is ex- very expensive, but isn't it hot? What do you mean on your hot? head? Nah, no heat, not nothing. No, not, nah, not like something. You're getting out of there very sweaty. No, nah, that's nothing like that. No, and it's been hot in my room now. I've no sweatiness. Okay, um, no. The one thing I did have is the nose bit. I kept knocking the nose like there's a there's a piece of plastic that goes around your nose to stop the light coming under. My big nose kept knocking it off, so I kept <laughs> clipping it back in, and then my nose knocks it off again. There's also an option with the Vive, know that you can press a button and then see your room. So um, you don't need to take it off to see something in your room. Is that true? No, no. I don't think that's true. You've got a sensor and a camera on the front, but I don't think it does what you're saying it does. You can take a picture. You can use the camera on the front of the headset for things. Uh, it, does, it can't show you everything around the room because it doesn't have them sensors everywhere, does it? You see? No more stumbling into things while trying to find your remote. Learn how to turn on the HTC Vive's front-facing camera. Yeah, see, it's just a camera. Yeah, yeah, but then you can press a button and you can look through this camera and you can see your room without taking your headset off. So if you want to get a drink... Oh, what? Or... So you mean, like, if you the camera, you mean looking directly in front of you, wherever you're looking in your headset? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I thought you meant we all know why room. people will use that. Don't worry. Yeah. We're just not going to say it. They've also included a built-in front-facing camera that will allow you to quickly and easily activate a small window into the real world in case you need to do something silly like answer your phone. Yeah, I wonder what that is because I've not used that. I'll have to look into that because that yeah, would be I can helpful. Send you a link. Because I've banged my head on the, the desk so many times where I'm picking things up and I'm like, whack. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you a link. It's something that you have to go yeah. to Steam VR and go to settings and click the camera tab. Yeah, I did hear though, camera permissions. I, yeah, yeah, but I heard the reason why that switched off to start with is because a lot of things have issues with it and it causes um, conflict in games. I'm not, I'm not 100%, but that's what I heard at the beginning and that's why I never switched it on. That's why it's off when you first get it, I believe. Yeah. It might be weird as well because it might be when you look through binoculars the wrong way. So it's not your natural perception. Yeah, it should be. It should be. If not, you couldn't, <laughs> wouldn't be able yeah, to grab your phone. Yeah, it wouldn't work, yeah. I don't think. Yeah, that's you what I mean. See, it, it, you just see this 15-foot hand like <laughs> Eugene Victor Tombs from the X-Files, you know, when he comes through the yeah. bloody, through the air vent. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you remember his name in that? Or his, or... No, no his I remember the episode. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's making a cocoon or something, and then he just, like, come through the air vent with this massive long arm. Yeah. <laughs> like Star Trek in VR. But, yeah. <laughs> Overall, the Vive is really, really good. I would say hold off on the the value until it sort of drops a bit because. Aren't there any good Chinese uh, China history? Hmm? Isn't there? Not any yet. Chinese There's not really any knockoffs as of yet. But yeah. they're not knockoffs, but like they're, they're their own version. See, but this is what I was going to say. Nick saying like, yeah, if you've got the money, then get it. But I would disagree. I would say 
hold out because there's so much more coming very soon that if you spent like 400 quid on a Vive now, you might see that something comes out in two months' time that's a lot better and you've already spent your money. Yeah, I don't think you're going to be looking at any time uh, this year for better stuff. There's, there's, I know there's, there's Oculus Rift quarter. coming out. No, you've got Oculus Rift coming out. They're bringing out four new ones. Two of them, I think, are for phones to be like an advanced version for the mobile ones. And the other ones, I don't think there's that much in them which are good. The best one that can come out is the 8K one, and that's not that's in Kickstarter still. And okay. that's going to be the one that smashes everybody because it's going to be $350, I think. It works with Vive base stations, but it's got two 4K screens. And the depth of, is it what's it called from left to right? Is it depth of field? Uh, field that? of view. Field of view. Uh, field sorry. of view, yeah, yeah. Depth yeah. of field is in the. Yeah. Field length. of view is going to be so much better than the Vive and Oculus Rift that where wherever you look, your eye is far to the left or the far to the right, far yeah, up or down, screen. the screen is still there. So you got to. I had that, that with. I had that with a PlayStation VR. I had that yeah. experience. It just feels like you're wearing a you're wearing Goggles. a helmet or something. Yeah. Does, does play, like a... PlayStation VR? I wouldn't even bother getting because of all of our experience with that. Like Lee, you know firsthand. Everyone we know that's gone in PlayStation VR because it's not powerful enough, they get very sickness, like really bad sickness. Like, like oh, it, I didn't have that. It put Lee off. No, I, I played a few like hours on it. Played Rally, played Resident really? Evil. Yeah, yeah. And he was At all least right. four or five hours. Yeah, I had no problem. Did you get travel sickness in the car, though? No, no, no. I, I get like goose, uh, how, how do you say, butterflies when, when you make like a, a bump or a, when you make a very fast corner or something. But uh-huh. not sick, no. Yeah, because he gets oh, car Also, with, also with Resident yeah. Evil, you could turn it the motion on really fluid so you can play it just like a PUBG plays or something, you know? Yeah. No, no clicking for view or whatever. Yeah, but that's what just... I was going to say. You don't get car sick, but a lot of people do get travel sickness. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's he true. Gets and I especially sickness. turn everything off to just test if I could get sick because I was, I was wondering if I would get sick. Yeah, see, he, he played um, a rally game. And he afterwards was actually going, um, even though he played the Vive before that, he said how good it was. He was like, it's put me off. The PlayStation one's put me off. I don't know if I want to get it now because I wouldn't be able to handle being sick like that all the time. Okay, yeah, I played Rally for but, quite a long time, but also with a steering wheel and everything. But yeah, my overall impression anyway for the Vive is it's amazing. I even bought a massive glass head to put it on. Nice. <laughs> like a big, proper big heavy glass head and it sits on my desk and it's, the Vive sits on it. Well good. We get like one of these Mexican skulls, like these colorful skulls. Yeah, there. I did look for one of them, but um, this glass head seemed to come up. I was looking for iRobot, you know the head? Yeah. I wanted nice. that, but I didn't want something that was going to put too much pressure on get a Master Chief. the actual mask, you know, so it changes the shape of it where it's on the, the actual head all the time. Just get that Master Chief head. Master Halo. Chief head? <laughs> From Halo. You don't know Master Chief? No. Yeah, but then that's putting what? It on oh, a helmet. He doesn't know Master Chief from Halo. Woo-hoo. Oh, that's a helmet, though. Yeah, the helmet. The, 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 well, how can the I put head. it on a helmet? Fuck, it will fit, no? No, yeah, man, it's well tight. I've seen the size <laughs> of your head. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Another company making a VR headset. It's like what you're saying about this uh, Chinese one that's on Kickstarter. With this... It's it's got the same kind of spec, but it's got a, a 5K resolution, and it's got a 210 degree field of view. Um, so it, it's the similar kind of thing of what you're talking yeah. about. Oh wow, yeah, I see it now. It's called the panoramic uh, view. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, with this one, it's made by established companies, so there's no Kickstarter or anything like that. Um, they're Man, backed this thing is- by Acer. 
Really this thing is almost double as wide as your head. Yeah, because it, it, it almost wraps around your face. The Look thing is, that, give it a year, and there'll be loads out, and they'll all be open like for every company to use. It'll be I think it would take a little bit longer than a year. No, I reckon a year. I reckon give it a year, and you'll have uh, affordable, like under the 250, 300 mark. See, but this is why I'm thinking, don't buy an Oculus or a Vive now. Wait till next year. Look at the dates of things being released. Look at what's out there, what's coming. And you'll see that there's so much better stuff coming out than what is out at the moment. And it's all like soon. Like, it I don't be... think it's that soon, though. It's going to be about a year. No, it will be next year. So it'll be the whole of next year. All these new products will be coming out. You reckon? Yeah, definitely. Because like I was saying in the last podcast, you've got the mixed reality for um, the I'm not really Williams 10 in VR. The I don't really care about the mixed reality. That's yeah, not but my it, thing. No, but it's, it gives you both. It's yeah, a VR right. headset, but you've got the augmented reality as a bonus. Yeah. So you don't have to use it. You'll have your iPhone saying, 10 for that anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, at the end of the day, they're releasing them next month. So throughout December, they're doing like these kind of soft launches. And so and next year, uh, I think they're $300. Dollars or pounds? Pounds. That's not too bad. Does it need base stations to work? No, it's the uh, inside out tracking. So everything is built into the headset. And then it, and just, that was, it scans that, that's outwards. One, yeah, that's one of their main selling points is that you don't need any tracking Everything you need is built into that headset. Let's have a look into it. Yeah, it seems really good, actually. Yeah, mm, and then are, now with, is... with this this Star VR as well, like that's obviously like a more higher-end version of it as well. Yeah, see, it's um, getting to exciting times, and it will become, like at the moment, like my HTC Vive, I don't doubt that by the end of next year, there'll be loads of them out, there'll be better quality ones, and they'll probably be cheaper ones, and they'll probably have better features like don't make your eyes tired, the lights aren't so bright, but they give you the full effect of the colour, stuff like that, you know? But Yeah, definitely. I had to get it because it was out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's it. but you, you know? got it because you were impatient. Yeah, it's exactly. Like you wanted it for the game, and you didn't even get the game with it. But if you have the money, it's also worth doing it now already, you know, if you have the PC. Yeah, that's, the main, that's my main There are a lot thing. of games out that I would play instantly. Yeah. Well, if you've like got Echo 400 Arena. pound that you don't mind flashing down the toilet... Yeah, exactly. They're not 400 have... pound. Well, how much are they? 600 pound. <laughs> you get a second hand <laughs> one for 400 pound. All right, yeah. So if you've got 600 pound you don't mind like exactly. throwing away, then yeah. yeah. Because you, you might buy that for 600 pounds today. But that's my point. Uh, and, then, and in January, you're like, oh, well, there's a, a new one out. It's a, 10 times better. And that's half the price yeah but that's my final point my final conclusion for this whole subject is if the price was 350 then i'd say to everyone go and buy one mm, yeah but 600 pound is just yeah. it's not it's not just the 600 pound though it's the compute you need to run it you need a minimum of games, like a 1080 buy the games. or a 10 a 1070 uh but i'd say a 1070 would be too low i'd say go with a 1080 minimum and then with that, you need to have all the rest of the computer needs to be upgraded to work. You need to have all the like, updated USBs and stuff. It's not straightforward just go and buy it and play it. You need to have the computer. Then you need to have the headset. It's a, it's all in. You're looking at like two and a half grand, more than that probably. The, and this is the other thing they were saying about the Windows 10 VR. 
that you can run on laptop. off laptops. Yeah. yeah. Onboard graphics will run it. But I'm assuming that's just all optimization and getting it to run nice, you know what I mean? To getting it to, yeah. to all fit smoothly together. At the moment, like you've seen yourself firsthand, to set this up when we set it up, which was what, six months ago, yeah. it was a right pain in the ass. Yeah. You know, it was just like changing this, move that, press this button, change that, reinstall yeah. this. You know, spent and, more time setting it up than we did playing the game. And it's quite tricky as well because when you first install it, you have to update all the firmware on yeah. all the hardware parts and it has to be individual. So you have to get base station one. You have to hold the button down, then plug it in. Then whilst you're holding the button in, you have to plug it into your computer and then the computer will automatically update it. It will find it itself. But you've got to do each individual part like that so all the hardware is up to date. And it does say if you pull this out as it's doing it, it will render it useless. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's like a BIOS flash. Yeah. So what? What's the, where's the warranty stand on that? If you do that, if you get power cut or yeah. So it's all pretty new stuff, and it's all like stuff that there's there's room for error. But I've got to say, if you get it all up and running and you get it all nicely, and you've got the cash, go for it because it's it's mad, absolutely cool. crazy out of this world. Is the headset um, wireless? No, it's wired. Oh. You can get a wireless one now, can't you? I think mm-hmm. they, did they not bring out a kit? They make some, yeah, a kit or a mod or something. Yeah, yeah, you can I make it. There's a kit out now. I know they got the sound kit that goes behind your head, so the sound is all on the headset. But personally, I like my now my my big earphones that cancel the sound out. And I was playing VR while I was talking to people in Discord and stuff, so that was fine for me. But yeah, VR, well good, well impressive. And if anyone's got Elite Dangerous, let me know because I'm well up for playing that with them. But all right, let's move on because we've only done one first part of the news and we've already been talking for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Craziness. Right, Hans, um, there's a question to go with your news, which is about the 1070 Ti. So um, do you want me to read out the question and then you, I'll let you go off on your flow? Sure. Okay, so uh, we're going to talk about the 1070 Ti. And it, the question from Slim Timmy is, what are your thoughts on the new 1070 Ti? Where do you stand with them? Do you like hate them? What's your thoughts? Well, I don't hate them, but it's one of the most weird graphics cards I've ever seen. Yeah, I agree with yeah, that. Agree with that. Uh, you remember also we had the uh, the, the Titan thingy yep. uh, a few months yep. ago with two Titans, and now you're doing this again with a 1070 Ti, which is actually not a 1070, but it's just slightly watered down 1080. I'm not really sure what to think of this card. See, my, my first view on this was... They're obviously trying to capture the whole market now. And because yep. there's loads of new AMD cards coming out and stuff, they're trying to, like the gap, say you've got like a gap between each card, which is pretty even, that gap they're trying to shrink. So what they've done is they've gone like, right, they've brought a card out on the other side, which can fill that gap between 1080 and 1070. A card for every budget. Yeah, so now they're like, well, what are we going to do about that? People yeah, don't want this, the 1070. This is not, they can't afford the not... 1080. So they've just gone and whacked out a whole new card. Yeah, but this is not really what you would call maybe budget friendly. I'm not really sure. I mean, the price should be around 420 um, pounds, which is the official price. We all know it'll be more once it hits the shelves. And I'm not really sure for just a couple of uh, pounds more, you got a 1080, yeah. which is still the better card. I'm, I'm really, really confused about this card. <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. See, I don't hate it, though. I mean, yeah. there's probably a place for it. It's an answer yeah. to the oh, Vega thingy, but well, still Well, I spoke weird. to a few customers, and they're like, I want to get a new graphics card, and I'm like, the new 1070 Ti will be out. And they're like, mm, well, 
I'm on a budget, say they've got 430 quid and that would normally get them like 1070. They're like, well, I can just squeeze that a little bit more in and now I can get a 1070 Ti. That's where the that's where it comes in because everybody's got their own specific budget. Like, oh, I've got 150 pounds to spend on a graphics card max. Oh, I've got 155 pound. In some cases, that could take you from one card to another. That extra 10, 15, 20 quid. So, also, there are there are a lot of people who don't want to buy the most expensive one always. They just want to be just they want to have a very good one, but not the most well, expensive. Well, we yeah, this one sits right in the middle. But I'm just a bit confused as to as to why. I'm not saying it's a bad card. I mean, there, there's only one reason it's why. It's because they're will closing be the gap card? from the competitors. That's all it is. Yeah. yeah, but will it be a good card? It's it's not bad, but the only thing I would still would buy a 1080. Yeah. For the yeah, same yeah, price, yeah. I would still buy a 1080. Really? That, yeah, that, that's my personal opinion. Though. How, come? How, come? Card, but... How come you would do that? Because a 1080 is still a better card for just a couple of pounds more. Okay. See, one thing that I didn't get about this card, off the top of my head, I can't work it out. Because I've messed around with so many. Is it cards. really just a, a couple of pounds more than for a 1080? There are even uh, some 1080s that are the same price if you shop correctly. See, like, then I don't understand it actually. I've had a couple of customers recently, yeah, which they have a set budget, and what happens is, you know how we all do. We say we're going to spend a grand on a computer, and then you go, oh, that bit's extra fiver, that bit's an extra tenner. Before you know it, you spent fifteen hundred quid, yeah. Yep. That card, I had exactly this happen in a, a week ago where I built a computer for someone and basically their budget, they built it up, they decided they wanted the next card up, they fit it in their budget and then the missus come back and went, nope, you've got to knock 50 quid off. And we was both like, mm, well, where can you knock 50 quid off without actually making a big impact? And that is where that 50 quid would have come off. It would have gone from a 1080 to a 1070 Ti, not much difference. You know? But no, the, is, the, the price is the same from a 1080 to a 1070 Ti. I don't know the actual prices because I haven't bought a 1070 Ti yet and I haven't really been looking at them to be fair. But the thing that did worry me was a 1070 Ti, how far can you overclock it? Because I haven't tried one out yet. There, there's something really weird going on there because every third-party developer yeah, cannot bring out factory overclock cards for the 1070 Ti. You can overclock them though, but you got to do it yourself. Yeah, but that's, that's the reason for that is, is because it's too close to the 1080 and they're yeah, obviously bringing a card out that's cheaper. The benchmarks, so they won't sell no 1080s. If you overclock it properly, it's better than a 1080. <laughs> so, exactly. So, that's weird. Yeah, it, like I said, it's a weird, day, not a bad card, just a weird card. Yeah, that's all. just at the end of the day, all they're doing is they're, they're, they're trying to cover all bases so their competitors don't because take we can. a gap. And as you know, with AMD at the moment, they're bringing out these Threadrippers, they're bringing out all of these new um, Ryzen chips. And I built a computer with a Ryzen chip in this build last couple of weeks ago. I have to say... Them Ryzen chips, they do work pretty well. This was a four-core four-thread or four-core eight-thread, I think it was, running at four point three out of the box. You know, the chip was only, I think it was only hundred and fifty quid. I'm not hundred yeah, sure. Yeah, they're really good price of performance. Yeah, and I've always been against AMD because the power hungry and the wattages and, and stuff like that. And I've got to be honest, this ran this computer very nicely. Yeah, it is. I mean, I'm an Intel fanboy myself, yeah, but again, I admit to Ryzen is is yeah, it, it took Intel by surprise, I think. Yeah, they'll counter it though. But I did—I just saw a bit of news today saying that their next chip, that their next generation of the Ryzen chip. I don't—I don't know if it's going to be called Ryzen, obviously, but the next no, one. It's going to be called Ryzen two. Well, Simple. that one is going to have sixty-four cores 
Yeah, but that's a trap ripper uh, thing. Yeah. So yeah. those are the extreme uh, yeah, but chips. Still, man, sixty-four. Yeah, points. I know. Yeah, no, it's extreme. I know. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I, I would yeah. really love one of those. I would probably never be able to afford it, but still. I still love Intel though, so um. Yeah, I can't same, get away from but, that. But no one's going to going to use that for gaming, are they? There are. Trust me. Chance, <laughs> if you had the money, you'd buy one. I wouldn't. You'd buy I won't waste my money on a 64-core processor to play games on. I'll ask you in three years, and I'll, ring, I'll record this. and <laughs> That it's standard. <laughs> I'll bring it back to you. <laughs> yeah, but I was going to say, in three years' time, that, that will be the standard. Yeah, probably. And here I'm, my four-core. <laughs> right, let's move on anyway, because we've got so much to go through. Jansen, I believe yeah. your news is something I love. We just It's nothing to do with computers, but we'll talk about it anyway. Yeah, it's a bit off topic. No but spoilers. I'm sure, I'm sure it's going to be something that everyone knows about and everyone loves. Apart from uh, Lee. Yeah, apart from Lee. Don't know where and me. Been. Don't know where I've been. <laughs> but yeah, Stranger Things 2. That is amazing, man. On. Stranger <laughs> Things 2 God. would take me away from the PC and I wouldn't even play no games. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, you watched <clears throat> the whole thing in the first two days. I love I'm, it, I'm going to binge this in one day, I swear. <laughs> yeah, God. dude, I watched the whole thing, yeah, the whole thing in two days or so, and then afterwards, because I had, like, withdrawal symptoms from it, because I love it, <laughs> because Stranger Things is basically every 80s film as a kid rolled into one. It captures everything from when you used to do walkie-talkies to your mates to going on adventures on your BMX bikes to weird things happening. It's got a lot in there, and it's yeah. all the whole theme everything it just makes me yeah, want to as soon as i finish watching it and i'm not going to say any spoilers or anything as soon as i finish watching it i'm looking at things what's 80s what can i do to be like stranger things you look at things from that episode isn't it like games yeah. they played or places yeah. they go or things they eat and you're like yeah. online where can yeah. i get that yeah but i did i went online straight after that and i tried to buy loads of like um like uh, what's the word for it like memorabilia stuff sort of stuff yeah straight away i just thought i want this i want that i want this i want that you know, it's crazy but if you haven't watched stranger things it's basically a sort of fantasy like alternate dimension f- program about kids that go on adventures and crazy stuff just happens but everything in that program is it's just so mad the soundtrack is so good yeah it's got amazing soundtrack and, i got out my stream uh, and i that's the intro there's the second um like stranger things 2 they put a lot more into the music as well yeah Really? That's yeah. nice. I already liked it very much the first season. Yeah, yeah, because it is good. They they match the music to the scenes really well, but they they emphasize a little bit more in the second one. So there's a lot more music in there. I'll tell you what as well. Because obviously you've all been watching it on Netflix because it's exclusive to Netflix, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. When you finish it, and don't watch this before because it will just spoil the whole program. When you finish it, they've got something called uh, Stranger Things something else. And it's basically all the characters and a panel of people talking about everything, why they did it, why they chose to do it, why they did that in that episode. And like, nice. it gives you Directors so much more information. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like another eight episodes about each episode and stuff. But it's like, it tells you in depth where they got the theme song from, why they chose that song, why it was relevant to the 80s. After the first season, I even went looking who made the theme song. I was, down, uh, I was checking out CDs from them. Yeah, yeah but do you know what the the theme tune that they made? There wasn't even the technology out at the moment to be able to make the sounds, so they had to spend a few grand buying 
old hardware to make those synths. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Because they wanted it to be so authentic. And obviously now everything's digital, everything's on a PC, but you can't you can't recreate those sounds a hundred percent. Is that on why the computer the eighties was so good in the eighties and like now it's just like even if they simulate it, there's nothing that I've come across that gets the point across like Stranger Things for the eighties feel. Like yeah. you can name every single film E. T. Ruddy I don't know Goonies. Goonies, Labyrinth all of them films rolled into one. Axel Foley, the lot. Yeah. They're all <laughs> in there. Foley. Big. Ghostbusters. Gremlins, yeah. Ghostbusters. Goonies. <laughs> yeah. Um, Man, they're all in there. Stand by me. Yeah, it's yeah. all in there. The whole of them. And it's just mad. But it, it, the yeah, thing is, do you think it it's just specific to like our sort of age group, like five years <sighs> below and in front of us? Uh, it might be. It might be, actually. I don't know. It's quite quite impressive, though. It's quite I, impressive I think series. I think everyone would like it, but if you're an '80s child, you it's more relevant to you because there's so much nostalgia in yeah, it. Yeah, do, do you know what? I watched it, yeah, and then I was like, "Man, I want to watch more," and it's finished. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. "What can I watch now?" So I went on Google and I'm like, '80s films, the best '80s films," and I got a list of about a hundred <laughs> films, like from everything we just mentioned, yeah. And I'm like, "Which one can I watch?" But I've seen all of them. And I'm yeah. thinking, I don't know which one I can get the feel from, but I want to watch something. I ended up watching, is it the guy from Fellis Bueller's Day Off? I think it's the main character in that. War Games. Oh, never. yeah. Because it's got computers in it and that. And I thought, yeah, I'm good. I've never seen that. I watched that. And I watched War Games, you know, where he like hacks in and uh, yeah. he, he thinks he's he, hacking he, into... He, he thinks he's playing a game, but he's actually controlling the yeah. war. Well, he's hacked in, <laughs> basically. He's trying to hack in. He's at school and he's changing all his grades and that. He gets a bird around on that, and they, they hack in and do all the, the great. And then he's like, right, there's a new computer coming out. I want it, so I'm going to try and hack in and get it. So he hacks in, and it starts asking for passwords. So he guesses a password and that. He doesn't realize. It says, do you want to play thermonuclear war or something? And he's like, yeah, we'll have a go at that. Do you want to be American or Russian? He's like, hmm, I think I'll be Russian. And then he starts <laughs> playing this game, and like, then it goes into like the American base, and there's like all these alarms going off and all this sort of stuff. And they think he's like undercover and he's a spy and all this. And he's just a kid like that's hacked in, but it's like definitely eighties. He's like rings his phone. He rings out on the telephone. Then he picks his telephone handset up, puts it on this special like magnetic thing. And like he hacks into their phone lines and stuff. But it was like, you, that's how you could imagine it back then. Like for the internet. And that was mad. And a film that you probably like from the eighties. I can't remember the name of it, but it's like flight and a navigator. Oh, I've got that. Where... I love that. But it's it's kind of like that where this guy is playing this arcade machine and he's so good that these like, the last starfighter, last starfighter, that's the one. They come and get him <laughs> to fight on their spaceship because he's so good at this game. <laughs> I'm gonna check that out. Nineteen eighty-four. Yeah, yeah, crappy good movie. <laughs> I tell, tell you what other film I've seen recently which brought back that sort of vibe, but nothing like Stranger Things two, and that was Pixels. Oh, I hate you. you don't hate like that. It. Did you? I, I hate also it. hated yeah. that. I hated it. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was alright. I thought it was pretty cheesy, but it was alright. No. On, on that note, I hate <laughs> <it>. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, the tumbleweeds come in part. <laughs> alright, Nick just ruined the whole conversation. <laughs> right, let's move on anyway. Yeah, that was Stranger Things too. We just had to bring it up because even though it's not relevant to PCs, it's relevant to any 80s child or any gamer yeah. or any geek. And which... there's Dig Dug in it, so. There's all of them in there, and there's Dig Dug. There was, um, oh, what's the one with the little guns? There was loads in there. But if you watch that program afterwards, the one I'm telling you about, 
they give you all the relevance to Dig Dug and to all the things and how it fits in with the program. And it's mad. And you just sit there thinking, man, this is crazy. Yeah. It's quite funny. And like it tells you about the scenes and stuff at the end and the beginning and what happens and why they've done it. And the actual the people, the kids that play the actual characters, they don't know what they're getting into when they go for these interviews. And the two directors are there or the, the makers and they just like blatantly just like telling them the storyline. They're like, oh, we never knew that because we're not from the 80s. Yeah. So the kids are finding out at the same time why they've done what they've done in the film, which they've already pre-recorded. And it's like, yeah, we did this because back then we only had radios and stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah, enough of Stranger Things too. But it's wicked. I love it. If anyone yeah. knows any 80s films, or if anyone does watch this now, send us in a message of what you think of Stranger Things. Yeah, we'll talk about it because it's wicked. Yep, yep. Right, Tim. The next situation we're going to talk about is loot boxes, I believe, and matchmaking and stuff like that, which yeah. us lot can talk for hours and hands with heads can bow. I can see him boiling right now. Yeah, the thing I want to mention is it was a, I found a really yeah mind-boggling is that there's apparently an, uh, a patent was granted to Activision a few years ago, actually. A few years 2015. ago. 2015. That it's some kind of... They, they, were, they tried to use matchmaking... Good to, people with bad people. Yeah, they try to match, indeed, use matchmaking to, to sell microtransactions. Yeah, actually. Yeah. So so basically hey, what the guy with is... the cool gun is killing me, so I need a cool gun now. Yeah, over and over again, I get killed by this sniper, and every time I get to see, like, okay, you can buy the sniper for so much money. To be fair, I felt like that in Battlefield, and I just left the game and never played it again. <laughs> to, to be, they actually, uh, when, this, when this came out, that, they, that somebody dug it up, this patent... They were very quick to, to say, oh, it hasn't been used in any game yet. And also the spokesperson from Bungie also was very quick to confirm on Twitter that like, this hasn't been used in Destiny. Did you file yeah. a court proceeding? <laughs> I actually uh, went out and bought a shotgun. Wrote a <laughs> but imagine that. Imagine that. And you're just a, you're just a wallet. But I said yeah. this before, yeah? No. Are you kidding me, Timmy? You're just a wallet <laughs> for the gaming industry? Yeah, yeah. That's true. But you have to see which games you buy, of course. Some to be fair, though. When, when, if you know about that now, and then you think back to games that you played before, it makes me think of like Battlefield 4 and how, after a certain amount of time, they gave you all the weapon packs that you could buy as a DLC. So in the beginning, you were playing to build up your XP to unlock different guns and like make yourself a, a better soldier as well as all the other people but then it got to the point where you could just go online and buy a box and it would be like the sniper box and it would yeah. give you everything for the sniper so you didn't have to play through the game anymore you could just pay money to have everything and well, to play devil's advocate here at least you knew what you were buying. It's not like loot boxes. It, you still had that thing of like you're playing the game and you're constantly dying because you've got this crappy gun and everyone's running around with heavy machine guns and you're like, I've got no chance. And then you think, well, if I just spend £15, I could have all those guns. But that's not the way it works for me. I'm like, this game, everyone keeps killing me. I'm not playing it again. That's it. I'm out with that. Yeah. <laughs> but, but if you, if you not, was one of the ones that went and bought a gun to get back at them... More but I'm you. sure they will make some system, or they, they have some system that also covers this, you know. Yeah, can mm. I tell you my, my, my um, opinion on all loot boxes? Now, I love loot boxes, but certain types of loot boxes. <laughs> Only cosmetics. Yeah. See, now this is yeah. what I'm going to say. Hans, hear me out before you start crying the other end. With loot boxes, yeah? Now, you've got different types. You've got Rocket League loot boxes. You play the game. It's fully cosmetic. doesn't affect the game whatsoever. I'm all in for that. 
Yeah, and it's up I'm to not. me if I want to. Hold not. Hold not. Hold on. You know, it's up to me if I want to pay two quid for a key exactly. to unlock that stuff to make my car look yeah. unique. You shouldn't because that kind of behavior will make devs put in more and more of that shit. So. It's only the people who buy these things. <laughs> but the, but, the but there's is, no game advantage, Hans, so you're not. Hear me out a minute. If it's cosmetic, I will never buy anything of that. It's just me buying something because I want to make my thing look better. It does make no difference to the game whatsoever. It makes no difference to the economy of the game whatsoever. Exactly. I'm paying it to make my character look good. It's making no difference That's to the game. That's also not a point I'm making. The point is that you're spending money on it, and developers think, from, "Hey, we gotta do this in other games, yeah, even but I like in single that. player." No, that's shit. I mean, that's... Ugh. For you, it is. But, but you've got to remember, you're not the whole end-all and be-all of, of computer games. Everybody's got their own opinion. Now, my opinion, look wanna, at PUBG. Yeah, yeah? yeah but your opinion's wrong in this one. But that's this, the thing. But that's the point. It's an opinion. It can't be wrong. It's my opinion. You can't say someone else's <laughs> opinion is wrong. It's an opinion, you nutter. But the point I'm getting at is, PUBG, look at PUBG. They brought in crates. Again, you can buy the game for however much money it is, and then you can actually earn crates in-game, or you can buy them if you want. Now, I was earning crates. What was I doing with them? I was selling the crates. That game has bought me free computer games because I've sold the crates, let money build up in my Steam account, and then I, I, and I've bought some more stuff for Rocket League, keys and stuff. But that's not what gaming is about. You. No, that's what gaming no, is not true, about for true. you. People want to spend yeah. 100 euro on a purple hat, whatever. If it doesn't affect the gift, yeah. if they don't have an accuracy improvement of 100%, I don't have a problem. Yeah, but what Han's problem is, is he's saying is, if this starts like this now, it's only going to get worse to the point where in 10 years' time from now, they'll have you playing a game, five pound game that you pay five quid for, and then you constantly are paying more and more and more and more to play that game. That's what his point is. I don't see it happening with cosmetics. Now. It's not like you have to pay uh, for for yeah, but that's unlocking the thing. It's, it's not gonna stay with cosmetics, and you know that. Yeah, that, yeah, I get your point there. That's fair. But like I've said before, this is evolution, and you're not gonna be able to change it at this point. It's too far gone. And to be quite fair, me and Lee play Rocket League most nights. Yeah, we both buy keys, we both enjoy the game, and we both enjoy unlocking them crates, and we play it over and over and over again. The same boring game. Because we're unlocking stuff. If we didn't, I have would them... like to announce my resignation from the podcast. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, the point I'm getting at is, if someone's enjoying it, you're not going to be able to get rid of it. And the, the truth of it is, we enjoy. We don't care about buy, buying them keys. I pay seven quid, I get ten keys. But I don't care because they keep bringing out more content for a game I like. So the more stuff they bring out, the more content. I'll play it. <laughs> you call that content? It's keeping the game fresh. Yeah. They're adding new stuff. Uh, fair enough. Battlefield 4, where you pay 100 quid, you get every gun, and then you go and kill everyone. That is pointless. I would not play that game. I wouldn't even buy that game. I agree. Mm-hmm. That is even worse. Yeah. What but, you're doing is scumbag-like. But that's even but what, are you, what game were you playing, Hans, now? What? What game are you playing? Assassin's Creed Origins. Oh, oh I've got something to say about that one. Mm-hmm. Hold on. We're yeah, coming I bought there. that game. <laughs> you bought that game. Yeah, but what you were saying isn't actually true. So, can you get loot boxes in it? Yep, we're, that, we're oh, getting there. Hold on, nice. Pause, everyone. Our whole <laughs> thing with loot boxes goes on to Assassin's Creed Origins, which Hans has been playing. But yeah, it's, but my point before we carry on and no one butt in. I love loot crates. I love them. I love having the <laughs> excitement of what comes from that loot crate. I don't care if I have to pay for it as long as it's cosmetic and it allows me 
if there was one loot crate which could have like CSGO skin in it, where it's so rare no one's got it, yeah, then I'm all up for that. I love even more so is a crate which I can unlock and it has a value in Steam for me to actually sell if I want for like 10p, 50p, 10 pound, 100 pound. If there was a Rocket League skin that was for sale and I could earn it and it was a hundred pound, I'd be playing Rocket League every day until I got it. But as I said before, loot crates should only be cosmetics. They should not be for any other way. And I also think you should be able to earn them in game for free if you play for long enough and you should be able to buy them. And they definitely should never, ever be in a single player game. Yes, you should boycott ever. these games. Yeah, not in a single player game. No, that's just crazy. That's, yeah, that's but mental. what you were saying about Assassin's Creed just isn't true, but I'll get to that. Right, let's move on. We loot boxes. That's my point. Hans' point is just get rid of it. It's ruining the gaming industry, and it's only going to keep going worse and worse until all of don't even own a PC anymore, and Big Brother's watching us, and, <laughs> and there's yeah. all sorts of secret societies going on. I'm just oh. looking forward to Christmas time, Rocket League loot boxes. You must be Good looking off. forward to Christmas time, uh, Nick, opening presents. If you like opening loot boxes or what? I don't get no <laughs> presents. You must be going mental then. Do you, you know what? I get, get Nick a present for Christmas: a purple hat to put on a car. <laughs> 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 now I tell you what: you can all buy me for Christmas. You can buy me some Stranger Things items. I wouldn't mind a um. <laughs> Send oh, your list over. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't mind. I think, they, I think um, we'd all like those for ourselves. What's, what's the name of the monster in it? I can't remember it. Demogorgon. Yeah, I want a Demogorgon. Someone get me a Demogorgon, real life size one, to put in the corner of my room. Oh, I see a very nice one here. Actually, little, little puppet. Just keep talking about loot boxes, and hands will turn into a Demogorgon. <laughs> <laughs> his face will open up, little teeth will come out, and he'll start eating people. <laughs> 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 this one you could afford, Nick. I'll send you a link. Go on, let's get into Assassin's Creed then, Origins, because I don't know nothing about this. I've, I only played a couple so, of the So, you want to have Assassin's the good Creed. things or the bad things first? Just tell us your overall opinion of the game, about the game, and... Well, let's just start with the good things then. It's a massive open world, there's no loading times. They outdone themselves in every department. I did see that you But there's also the a few bad things about it. Sorry? Uh, how, long, how long have you played it? 30 hours. 30 hours, nice. Yeah, I keep seeing I have screenshots and the main all these, story, by the way, just, just saying. So. All these screenshots <laughs> of, like, all these different places you've been, like, looking around. It looks really, really good. Yeah, it's it's one big, giant open world. There's actually no loading screens in between. But it's more of an RPG now. It's not like your standard Assassin's Creed uh, was in uh, the past. Oh, really? Is it a proper the, open world? It is a proper open world. It's just one big, giant open world. Like Fallout 4. Nice. Yeah, but Fallout 4 is this is a little bit different. This is comprised into different zones, like like an MMO. Let's say Warcraft. You got your level one to ten zone, twenty to thirty zone, and all that kind of stuff. Oh, awesome. so, but it's it's one big world. So not, not like the Crystal all, Maze. Probably haven't played that. So <laughs> mm. yeah, and also then there are a few downsides, like graphical itches here and there. But that's that's Ubisoft for you, I guess. Has it got like, loads of unlocks in weapons and stuff like that? Well, the enemies drop weapons and there's legendary weapons in there also. You can get by solving papyrus puzzles. You need first need to find a papyrus crawl and then you need to read it and figure out where it is. Or you can just Google it. So, <laughs> probably what so you cheated? No, I said that's probably what Nick would do. <laughs> <laughs> I actually only solved three papyrus puzzles myself, so... <laughs> So is it um is it multiplayer this one or not like co-op? Uh, 
Well, no, it's not really multiplayer, but you can see what other players are doing on your map. So if you open your map, you can see these little squares, and that's other players for you, but you can't interact with them. What you can do is, say you're playing Assassin's Creed, and you get killed by some mob. I can see your corpse and avenge you. Oh, really? I actually get a quest when I click your corpse, and it says Avenge Nick. So I kill the mobs that killed you, and I get some XP. <laughs> Oh, right, so it's got yeah, a little bit of like, integration then. Yeah, it's a little bit, but it's not 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 multiplayer. You wouldn't say no, that. Like, I'm starting to find like we're so far on now with games. I'm starting to feel like when I look at a game, like especially a AAA, I look at it and the first thing I look at is, is it co-op with my mates? And it's like not not like where we can both play games separately and have matching scoreboards and stuff like that. I mean, actually being a game, yeah. two mm -hmm. of us running around doing stuff. Like yeah, I'm, for I'm me, it's the exact opposite when I buy a new game, to See, be I'm honest. I'm going to talk about Destiny 2 in a minute, so I'm just trying to work out, like, Assassin's Creed is meant to be really good. How does it match up, sort of thing? Does your map contain, like, 1,000 icons? Probably when you got everything unlocked, yeah. No, like, question marks and things there to see, and, you yeah, know, the course. Ubisoft That's source. still in there, so you yeah. run from question mark to quest to question mark to... Okay. Whatever you want to do, the world's open to you. So, Has it still got that would you thing? recommend the game? Would you buy? It? Would you say people buy it? Mm, Were you a fan of the previous, the previous ones? Yes, and yes. okay. Although I like this one more, I wouldn't buy it at the price it is now, okay. because of some certain other stuff we'll get to later. See, for me, Assassin's Creed, I, I never liked the first one, second one, and I think I got in. I really wanted to play Black Flag. And I That's, started, in my opinion, was the best one. Up yeah, until I started this playing time. it, and I was taking my ship out into the open and stuff. And I don't really know the story of Assassin's Creed. And all of a sudden, I'm in the future, and it's like, oh yeah, back in this date and age, blah blah blah. And I was like, what is this all about? I I was yeah, just, that that's just stupid. Luckily, in this game, they put that down to a minimum. So, because all I wanted to do was get on my pirate ship and go and attack people. Yeah, and, everyone. That's what everyone wants to do in Assassin's Creed. It's but, the same here, though. You got the future stuff, but. It's like so so small compared to the other games. So like, yeah. it lasts like two three minutes maybe at max, and it's gone again. So um, luckily, what's your bad points? Sends your bad points loot boxes. I take it. Well, loot boxes. They went pretty smart on this one. So supposedly, what you could do before the game was released, you could go to an NPC and you could buy loot boxes. Now there was such a backlash on that with what, real money, on the by the way. You mean? No, no, in the game itself. All right. There was such a backlash about loot boxes back then. They said, well, okay, we can't do this. So here's what they did. So you can actually buy a loot box now in the game from an NPC for uh, 3,000 uh, dragnets or, or gold, so to speak, right? Mm -hmm. You can earn in-game. But then, smart as Ubisoft is, you can go to their store and buy the dragnets. So you can actually still buy the loot box if you want. How just much is it directly. I have no idea. I, I think it was 50 euros for 20,000 or something. I could be wrong here. So didn't oh, really check that out. Point, Not that I want to check that out anyway. So. Sorry? At that point, you closed your eyes and was like, I didn't see that. <laughs> no, no, no. I just didn't really, really didn't care about that kind Before of stuff. If you do that, came. you're an idiot. So <laughs> I, I can't see anybody buying those those credits. Really? Someone must I mean, buy them. Why? They wouldn't be there, boys. Probably, yeah. That, that's the whole thing that's so shitty about the whole system. And it's single player as um, well. Yeah, that, that's even weirder. Why would you want loot crates in a single player game? It's just so this is how far we've so gotten. So people can yeah. get further quicker, isn't it? Yeah, you, you could probably buy crafting materials with it also if you want to. 
which yeah. completely ruins the immersion of the game, in my the opinion. Is, you're going to have a lot of people out there that are probably millionaires, and they don't care. Uh, like, they buy the game 50 quid. Oh, what's another 50 quid? I know people that do that already, and they're yeah, not millionaires. I know. That, that's the whole problem with, with, with this gaming generation in general, apparently. But this of, is the thing. Uh, it's, whatever. It's evolving. There's nothing we can do about it. Yeah, but it's annoying when it's in single-player games. Completely ignore it if you want, because what Timmy said earlier about it being shoved in your face, that's really not true. Could be that it was on the earlier version before the game was released, though, because there was a huge backlash about it. Yeah. But now there's this one little NPC in the game, and there, from there you can open the store. But I also heard indeed that it was in the main menu already, the store, and immediately like there is a Prime a store here. And... In the main menu, but it's not like, hey, buy this. It's not in your face, thank God. Okay. Because I would hate that even okay. more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just weird to see these kind of things in a single player game. Yeah. That, that's my yeah. thing. Has I mean, it, in it... multiplayer, we have kind of gotten used to these things, right? These combat techniques. But <laughs> in a single player game, I mean, why would you buy. Like all the crafting materials for a single player game, because so you can start be, off people can't be massively overpowered. Game, that, that completely destroys the whole immersion or point of the game. It's the same yeah. reason why people put cheats into games on the single player. They get bored of it and then they're like, oh, do you know what? I've had enough. I just want everything now. And yeah, if it's, they can, it's if weird. They can, if they can pay for it and get everything straight away, then yeah. Yeah, but not? it's a shame. You got, you got such a great game, they, they really are done themselves. I've got a question for you lot. Sure. When was the last time, going back to the 80s again, when was the last time any of you done a cheat on a computer game where you had to do a combination, like up, down, down, up, down, left, right, A, Y, Z, Z, 1? I think that was on Nintendo 8-bit. With yeah, same. Contra games. I used to love that. You know, you used to <laughs> go and buy... <laughs> you blatantly done the same as me. You used to buy and go and buy the Games Master magazine with that dude, the old dude. And yeah. you'd run, you'd look straight at the back, see what cheats have I got? Oh, Sonic the Hedgehog, how to jump a level? Yes! Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. Used to do that. Yeah. You'd just go buy the magazine, go straight to that back page to look at what cheats and what games. And it'd be a game you've been playing for ages, but because you only had one game a year, you had to wait years for the cheats to come out, and you got that cheat, and you was like, yes, Pit Fighter, I can, I'd have to unlock a new character. I remember the very first Mario Brothers game, like the very, very first one on the Nintendo 8 bit, right? Yeah. It took uh, like 19 years before a cheat code came out. <laughs> Continue oh. code. So it was like they always denied it. Nintendo, it's not in there. It's not in there. And then like 19 or even 20 years later, after the game was released, oh yeah, there is one. <laughs> so it's so Do you remember weird. the old um, on the old console, which used to always get that after a year of the console coming out, you'd get the console um, cartridge that you put a cartridge into, and it hacks. Do you remember that? Yeah, 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 I know you'd those. Look things, up your yeah. game, and then you'd have a code. So you'd have a book full of codes. You'd be like, "Yep, how to give me unlimited game lives. genie and that kind yeah, of stuff." Game yeah, genie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> game genie. Game genie. I always remember, I remember when that. the Game Boy, when the Game Boy converter came out, so you could play your Game Boy games on your console on a TV, and I was like, "Man, <laughs> yeah, yeah." <laughs> yeah. And like now, we, game Boy now we're up to VR, like... huh? <laughs> but yeah, the thing is, yeah. I had the same thing with the Sega Game Gear. I had yeah. an adapter so you could put Master System games into it. Yeah. Nice. I had a, I had a Game Boy card which was like, uh, what, 70 games? You could press a button and yeah, you I'd choose the them. game. <laughs> yeah, yeah but cool. anyway, that's far away from Assassin's Creed Origins. <laughs> <laughs> How much is Assassin's Creed Origins? Depends on what version you want. Now, the official price is the, the standard version is $59.99. It's funny, though, by the way. Because PC games now, 
all the way. This yep. is why I'm starting to love indie games even more. <coughs> I, I can agree. see you. Triple A. are going fifty quid now because of. Consoles. I can see you can get uh, Assassin's Creed uh, for forty-five pounds. Yeah, I was just going to say if you shop a little bit smarter than I did, yep. then yeah, you can get it way cheaper. I think as we've got so much to talk about, we should move on. Got a lot yeah, more games sure. to uh, get through. But that's, anyway, that's Assassin's pretty... Creed. If you like open world games, get it. Get it on a sale. See, yeah. I love it. I love open world. Boxes, that's how please, I'm going to do it. Wait please don't give any money on the loot boxes, please. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> Hans has got a secret. He's hacked into everybody playing Assassin's Creed, and if you buy a loot box, that's it. He's coming for you. Yes. Oh yeah, I'm going to assassinate you IP. for sure. I'm not going to avenge your corpse then. Look around the room for that red dot where his sniper rifle lasers coming in. <laughs> coming <to> back, <laughs> right, let's move on. The games I've been playing, first up, me and Lee, we haven't got very far, but I wanted to cover a little bit about it. I know Jance has played the beta. I just wanted to talk a little bit about Destiny 2. I never played Destiny 1. I never even knew what it was about. I don't know how I missed it, but everyone's recently... Because it's on console. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah, is it, yeah, it was console exclusive, yeah. No, there's no PC no. port for that. Ah, that's why I never heard of it then. That's why I learned something new every day, didn't you? I was wondering, because <laughs> someone said to me, oh, it's a bit like Borderlands and that. You play together and you go through the game and all this. And I was like, what? And I've not heard of it. And then Destiny 2 came out. And I wasn't actually that bothered about Destiny 2 until Han spoke to me about it. Went and bought two t- uh, Titans or whatever. Or was it two TIs. 1080Ti's? Yeah. And went, Nick, have a code for Destiny 2. And you gave that to me, what, a month ago? Two months ago? No, that's like four months ago already. And he gave me a copy, which I appreciate, thanks for that, Hans, of Destiny 2. And I've got to say, at first, me and Lee have been playing this, and it's meant to be co-op. And there was all sorts of rumours about how many people can play in co-op, and it turns out that you can have three players in co-op. And it turns out the game is pretty much just like Borderlands, but with an amazing graphics. You've got all different planets to go to, but like I said, I haven't played that much about it. Me and Lee... We really, really was desperate to get on and play some co-op. So we started up, we got onto the tutorial, we done the tutorial, then we came to like the town, and then they've got like a football pitch on the town, haven't they, Lee? And yeah. Then we got sidetracked, because you can actually get your character to run onto the football pitch. There's two goals, and if you kick the ball, if you walk into it, it kicks the ball. Obviously, he's we going to Man City. Football, we basically started playing football, and then we lost track of time. It got to like <laughs> one o'clock in the morning, like, oh, should we come back tomorrow? And got off. But I'm winning the football match, by the way. I hope you know that. I'm counting. <laughs> <laughs> Every time he sneaked off, I've done a quick goal in there and it added up. Yeah, I do have to say the real the game looks really good. Yeah. It does. Man, the graphics look amazing on there. The, the gunplay is fluent. It's so smooth. It's fast. Yeah, it's, shooting uh, should feel good. It's just, it, it does. does. It feels nice. Like it when you, you get a, like this buzz out of shooting people, don't you, Lee? Yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah, but the original was as well, and that was on a console. And even that, the graphics were amazing, and the oh. gameplay was so fast and so fluid. Yeah. Oh, by the way, you we've actually... T- you can time it quite well, can't you? You know, doing like um, a fist punch and then throw a grenade off and then flip to your other gun and shoot shoot them. Yeah. It's quite funny because... It's quite fluid the way you can do it all. Me and Lee got sidetracked and we didn't really... All we wanted to do was play co-op and we I think we must have spent an hour and a half fiddling about, looking at things, doing stuff. I think we spent 20 minutes just showing who can do the best dance moves in front of each other. Who was it that came in with us? Someone else Action came Action Zombie. Action Zombie. He came in, and he's like, here, look, I'm level 20. Look at the moves I've unlocked. He starts doing all sorts of, like, 80s disco dancing in front of us. We're like, oh, look, he's dancing. Let's set up our keys. emotes. Up. They're yeah. emotes, are they? Yeah, let's set up yeah. all of ours so that we can do stuff as well. So we just stand, stand the next 20 minutes just dancing in front of each other. But like, you know all those dance moves are from different things. 
Are they? So you can, yeah, you can watch like a YouTube video and it will show you the dances that the characters do and it will show you where in real life they're from. And it's from all different films and TV series. So oh, right. It'll be like John Travolta in Pulp Fiction. And then so they show that you... names that though in Destiny or not? What do you mean? Has it got a name to like give a like hint of where it's from or not? You oh, don't I don't know. No, I'll have to check that out because it's quite funny that. Yeah, but it's we... just the devs obviously pick those dance moves yeah, because... because they're pretty funky. Yeah. We sort of ran around and it was a bit disappointing really because we heard that it was like multiplayer co-op. We thought it was four players. Found out it wouldn't four players, so we had to kick someone in the community uh, out. <laughs> I think he was glutesy. He came on and he was like, oh, let's play. He was like, we've already got three players. And he was like, ah. Oh. But like, what, so what we've done next is we'll switch. So if there's, because we want to get a community of people on this as well. We've set up already a clan called Extreme PC UK, which if you go on, like, on Bungie, I think it is, uh, on their website, you can just join our clan. And if you come on our Discord and you see us playing it, just jump into the room and if there's three of us already playing, don't worry, still jump in. And what we do is we'll alternate each level or whatever, or we'll split into two and two, and then we'll get more people in. Because I want to get it so we've got like a few of us playing it, and we've got our crew, because we all get XP from each other. So whoever's in the in the actual clan will bring XP to the others. So we want to get as many people in as possible. But at the moment, I think there's there's me, Action Zombie, Glutzy, Lee. Um, Jansen, you're going to get it soon, aren't you? Yeah. Hans has got it. Uh, and I'm, I'm sure yep. there's a few other. I know Draven. I've seen him playing it, so he he'll probably come on. But yeah, we're all going to get on there and play it and play through game. And I think you can actually see other players in game. So if there's two groups of us, we we'll still see the other people floating about. So it's pretty cool. But the one thing that was disappointing was it took us so so long to get to the point where we could play multiplayer. We nearly gave up on the game because we thought it was like multiplayer in game, but we can't actually get. Is in the it game. like an endless tutorial or something? Yeah, it's like a tutorial, but then there's all these bits like you go through, you must go through four or five different areas in the tutorial. Like and you think the game starts with a town and then it's like another bit. Like you do the earth and then you're like, "Well, when are we going to play together?" And it is I will say it is quite far on. I'd say a good hour into the game before you can actually play. And me and Lee actually haven't played together yet because we got so sidetracked, we've had so much work on. Then my boy chopped his finger off. Lee's been watching football and going out and doing bits as well. So we, we've actually been waiting. We're on level five, right. aren't we? Yeah, we're on level right. five, and we're waiting to get some time so we can start going through the game we, together. We have played co-op. We, pl- we played it the once. Um, I heard that you can do, like, a, a, what is it called? A strike? Is that true? Yeah, yeah there's raids and raid. events. Yeah, yeah. And then I heard, like, the strike will take you up to, like, seven hours to complete oh, wow. it. I didn't oh, really? know that. Yeah, I didn't know yeah, that yeah. But we're still, yeah, yeah. like I said... We want to cover it, but we don't really know loads about it. So we're not really reviewing it properly. We're just having a brief talk about what we've done so far and what we're going to do. But the, the graphics in that game look absolutely amazing. And it is like proper open world as well. So when you come to like an area, say you like Earth, you'll have to go and it will say like, right, your mission's over there. So then we can all go together and do that mission. So me and Lee will start running over there, going through the buildings. You can go whichever way you want there. So you can go through the buildings, round the buildings, over the buildings. But as long as you get there, and then you get real-life events as well. So on the way there, it might say, all of a sudden it pops up on the map, real-life event over there. So you go there, and then there's like two other groups of people, and they're all attacking a boss. You start shooting the boss as well, and you're all working together. And then, because it's a bit like Borderlands, there's millions of weapons in the game. I don't know how how many there are. But there's like helmets, all your body parts, sleeves, legs, waists, boots, your guns, 
you've got like different types of guns you've got like kinetic you've got electric i think and then you've got like a heavy and yeah and all of this stuff gets upgraded and like it's like borderlands you're constantly switching out different guns and stuff and trading guns and stuff like that and selling them and to me that is what's hooked me into this game because i feel like i'm playing borderlands but on a whole new level like the graphics are a hundred times better and i like borderlands graphics but these are realistic graphics so the game to me is really really exciting but it's a game i want to play in multiplayer i don't really want to go off and get in front of everybody so i've been waiting for lee and then obviously he's been waiting for me so we haven't actually got into the game yet but if anyone wants to get into that and hasn't started yet you know just hit us up on a message on discord saying oh, where are you well how far are you whatever and like i've said before the discord the community on there is amazing everybody that I, i'm thankful for everybody that's on there because you've got no bad eggs on there everybody on there is friendly everybody on our discord's helpful and everybody wants to just play games which is the key thing because we've had it before on TeamSpeak and other things where you get the, the odd idiot that comes in and starts causing trouble or doing stuff or but at the moment everyone on there the 120 people that are on there everybody's willing to play games and help each other out if you get a problem just put it in the discord and someone help you yeah so you go in there and like there's always people to like crack on with and get involved with and stuff like that so uh yeah just hit us up and uh, get into some games of us on there lee what do you think of destiny 2 dude i like it i think the gunplay is really nice i don't know it's the first game i've played like this where you're building up xp oh really i'm not sure yeah i've never played a game like this well, it, well you did buy um borderlands pre-sequel didn't you I did, and I did I'm not tell you it yet. to play Borderlands <laughs> 1, 2 and 3 first or whatever. 1, 2, the other one first. But you it's time. Play. No, it's time. Uh, I'll, I, would like, I would like to. Don't get the time. But yeah, Destiny 2, I've got to say, man, that game so far from what I've seen, it's a proper AAA game. It fits every box and I haven't really found anything bad apart from the fact that it takes so long to get into play with your mates. But once you do, you could really, really enjoy that for a really long time. Is it the new style of, of game? That's don't know, like um, like an MMO or something. Is the new style where you're building XP up? Like I said, not, I'm not really. One of these. Not no, really. it's not really because it's, it's, it's exactly like the same as the old one. And when you think mm. how long ago that came out, so it, think, it's basically a first-person shooter in an MMO. I think Lee's uh, just not used to playing games where you build up XP and you're constantly building your character and you play yeah. for fifty hours. And at the end of the fifty hours, yeah. you feel like you've got you've achieved something. Yeah, so he's a bit new yeah. to it. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to see how I go with it, but I like I like what I've seen of it. The graphics are, are really impressive. He's a and real good game smooth. virgin. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't want to go too much into it because we don't know we know a lot about it yet. But stream it sometime, Nick. Stream yeah, it. Yeah, I will do. I just want to let everybody know that we're playing Destiny Two. We're active, and we want you to get in with us. So um, jump on a Discord and get in with us. Oh, that just quickly, I can let everyone know about that as well. We've got a new thing on our Extreme PC UK website where our flagship computers now, we actually are putting the flagships up for sale. So if anyone's interested in getting like top end, one off, completely one off computer with like all different mods, rare parts, stuff like that. When we build our computers now, we will be putting them on there for sale to the public. Um, some of them be private sales through like if it's like one of the boys in the, the crew who have built a top-end one-off gaming machine, which is amazing. But yeah, they're all on our website. They've got their own section called One-Offs. And check them out. Have a look at the computers on there. And if anyone is interested, just let us know because they're up for sale. 
the quicker people buy them, the quicker we build new ones. And I think it's just going to be like a little extra ongoing thing where we just build them and make one-off computers. Nice. Obviously not being built for the specific customer like we normally do. They're actually going to be built and then just ready to be taken off our hands, basically, because we want to just build something crazy. How much is your one up for at the moment, Jance? Uh, two grand. Going back to what we was doing, yeah, Destiny 2 is pretty, pretty good. Yeah, should we move on? Cool. Yeah. What's the price? I yeah. see. All right, 50 euro. I see 50 euro. Right, the next game that I've been playing this month, going back to some indie games, little games, games you probably haven't heard of, which I find quite good because I like, I really love all the little games that people don't see. And I really love all the games which are made by little independent companies, you know, because you get, I feel you get passion from them people. And I feel that the games that come out of them people are a bit more kooky and a bit more better. And also this game that I'm going to talk about next comes into a bit of Halloween as well. It's called Judgment Apocalypse Survival Simulator. If you just imagine, obviously I love simulators. You, you lot don't really like simulating games, do you? No. I do. You do? It's like strategy. I you do. like a bit of civilization and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, like Age of Empires. Oh, well, you've played this, and so you probably liked it as well, like I did. It's, imagine your SimCity, it's like that, but then imagine it's got like a, a Halloween-y feel over it. So you build up your city, you go and do research, and it's it's got your typical old-fashioned game, like it's top-down view. But you're not really building a city, you're building a cabin. You build No, you're building like a, a sort of base. Yeah, so, it's more base, isn't it? Base yeah, so build. it starts off in like you've got a patch of greenery. It's all trees, rocks, and stuff like that in the woods. And you're looking down on top of it, just like SimCity in the new one where you've got the square. You look down, you've got to, to a couple of people. So what you do is you go there, you send the three people off to go and cut wood, which is like your typical start of every game like that. They go I'd and, say it's more like Age of Empires where yeah, you go chopping trees. Yeah, yeah, it is, it is very much like Age of Empires. Yeah, yeah. And it's live, so it's not. Yeah, it's not taking turns. It's live, like Age of Empires, where they go off, they chop whatever, and you can speed it up or slow it down if you need to have more time. But they go off, they chop their wood, they come back. You build a cabin, like Jansen says. Then you send them off to get some stone and wood again. You come back, you build like a a workbench. It's very very basic to the old school games like that, which I like personally. And every time you're doing this, you've got like research and all your normal factors of these sort of games. Now, the difference with this game is because it's like an apocalypse survival simulator, obviously the apocalypse has happened. You've got your little world where you've got your like all your buildings and stuff. And then outside of that, you've got a world map where there's all these sort of features all over the map. So it's all, all hidden. A bit like um, Civilization, the first one. Do you remember the first one where it's all dark and as you move around, it unveils the map? Yeah, the yeah. shroud. Yeah, it's like that. And so you start off, you build stuff and... You've got different types of research in this. So you've got research, which is normal research. So you build a research bench, and then if you send one person over to do some research, they'll stand at that bench, and they'll keep getting research every couple of seconds. That research goes up in numbers, and then you've got a tech tree, and you can do, like, farming. Then it goes on to weapons, and it's just a normal sort of tech tree. Like, And there's loads of stuff on it. There's loads of weapons. There's loads of buildings. There's loads of all sorts of stuff. But because it's like um, an apocalyptic survival simulator... There's another side to the research. You can get like a hex. Is it a hex? Is that what it's called? I'm not sure. It's like a circle. Like, you know, know the devil thing where you've got like the, the, the star? Hexagram. Yeah. Uh, pentagram. Something like Is it pentagram? It's that one of them. And you get research in like the dark arts, basically. So whilst one guy might be researching 
like the normal research, you've got dark arts research. So you research this stuff, and then you've got a whole new tech tree. But in this whole new tech tree, you can then research things like summoning things, and you can do all sorts of magic. You can make like all sorts of like I think there's one called the Hellforge bow, and basically it's like a fire and arrow, which is like a limited weapon. But to get to that, you have to keep unlocking the research tree all the way down. Now, I really like this game because you start off with like a couple of players, and I named them all after my people in my family. They all went off and done their work. And then once you get to the stage where you sort of, you get limited to like building stuff because you need resources to build like bigger things. So what you do is you make a little like search party, like a little team. And I had like me, my missus, and my three kids, or I think there was two of them at start, and we, because you can you can only unlock more players for your search party teams and that later on in the game. So I had like four people, I think it was. You rescue them, don't you? Yeah. And what you do is you go off into these like into the map, and all of a sudden it will say someone needs help, and it will show them in a map somewhere. So you go to that area. When you get to that area on the big map, it zooms into a little map, which will be a 3D sort of map, and you just basically control them around the map, and you have to go and unlock someone from a cage. But whilst you're doing this all these demons come and attack and obviously you can load out all of your individual people with weapons you've upgraded weapons you've found once you've like been there for 10 minutes or whatever unlocking this person they join your party you take them back to base you've got a new person and i think i got to about 35 people in my base it starts getting more microtransaction and how many people did you get up to i only got to about four or five i think or is it really really long time yeah i played it for a long time and i got to the point because all over the map you've got like it's it's just like a bit like um the walking dead all over this map you've got like little icons for shops you've got military bases you've got like research center i think there is there's loads of different things campsites every time you get to one of these places you can either go there and search it and it will show you there's like 10 demons here and you can unlock like 10 rubble five bricks one weapon one silver cross if you can defeat all the bosses there so what you do is you find yourself going around the map attacking people to get all of these resources then when you go back to your base you take all your resources back then you can unlock more stuff and then with the unlocked stuff you can then go out and get more stuff you can unlock more weapons and it took me a quite a good few hours before i even could manage to research a gun and then i researched a handgun i was a bit disappointed with a handgun because my bow done a lot more damage it's pretty much, it's, it's like your old Sim City, but with a massive twist. It's like Sim City with a lot of extras. You can go off and go and do stuff, recruit people. And the, the aim of the game is, and I played it for a really long time, is there's a Hellgate. And every time I've been to this Hellgate, like when I first started the game, I thought, I'm just going to go straight to the Hellgate. I went there, got annihilated, turned the game off. Next day, come back, start again. Right, I think I'll play the game properly now. I got stuck right in. I got up to like 35 people. I've got a couple of search teams going out, fighting everywhere. Now I've got to the next level where they're going to different areas of the map, like the, the lava bit, where so they can get obsidian to build certain weapons. And it, it got really, really immersive, and I got really, really addictive to just continuing playing it. It felt like every time I did something, oh, just want to get the next thing unlocked. I just want to get that unlocked. I just want to get four of them weapons. But it's like, even though you're making weapons, you're going out on site and fighting places... And you're finding stuff like like camo or you find like a, a rare weapon, like a rare bow. And then you're like you're loading out all your people. Later on in the game as well, you get raiding parties. So the, the monsters actually come to your camp 
and you've got to fend them off and stuff like that. But I found myself just getting so immersed into this game that. So can you can you build trap stuff then later on game to stop them? Yeah, you can build like yeah around your base. You can build like search towers and stuff like that. You can build like, oh, like a watchtower. Yeah, the... and the watchtowers keep an eye out for them. But to be honest, I found when they came to attack me, there was only one or two little like imps. They weren't even big demons. They were just little ones. But oh, they were quite easy to kill, yeah. them, weren't they? Yeah. yeah, and you find them in the field sometimes, like, and you kill them and you get like a couple of bits off of them. But as you get really far out, the further from the map you go, the more demons you get and the more types of demons. And there was a good, I must have seen a good few different types of demons like you've got ones with horns ones that are ghosts there's all sorts of them but yeah they get procedurally like harder and the further out you get you seem to get more of them but i got to the point where because you can only have five people maximum in a team i think you get six if you unlock all the research and i got up to five people in the team and i found i got to the point where i was sending teams out and i and like you know what i'm like for saving and loading i didn't want my characters to die man every time one died i had to load it up again i was like i can't be doing this so it got to the point where it's starting to get really, really hard to save people. And in the end, I stopped saving them because I thought, I've got 35 people in my camp already. Why do I keep needing to bring people? So I right. was just going out and attacking, trying to get resources, coming back and building stuff. But it got to the point where I was like, right, I've been playing this now for a long time. I'm going to that Hellgate. And I've got five characters armed to the teeth with all good weapons and that. I still could not kill all of them bad guys. Uh, it was at that sort of point I sort of like faded away because I'd done so many hours on it. But it might just be because the challenge was just a bit too tough for me. You know what I'm like? I'm a bit of a flop when it comes to things like that. I'm like, oh. There was choices though, weren't there? Easy. There's quite a few. I was playing it on medium, easy. Medium, hard. Right. Okay. <laughs> I, was, I always play it on easy setting. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, yeah. I found it quite easy, me. And I played on normal. Um, yeah, but you played... I didn't play it as long as you. So yeah. See, now that's the worry yet. for me. I play something on normal like you did, and in that game, you would get to a dead end where, like, say, 10 hours in, you just get to a point where you'd be like, this has just got too hard for me now, and you feel like you've wasted everything. So I always uh, put it on, I always put it no, on easy. No, because it, it's just a challenge. Isn't it? so, I mean, you died on easy anyway, didn't you, right at the start? Yeah, because I went straight to the you Hellgate. Went... Yeah. Because you've got to test your boundaries, isn't you? You've got to test the boundaries <laughs> to see if you can do these things early on. So you don't have to do them later on and waste your time. So I, I cracked on, give it a test, test the waters, see how good I was. And I wasn't very good. <laughs> so then I went back <laughs> and I spent the whole, I think it was three days non-stop, just playing it. And just building up my army and building up my weapons. And like I said, it got really, really addictive because you just want that next item. I think yeah. with Jansen, you... you 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 just briefly played it. You didn't play it long enough to get deeply involved. And to be fair... I think I played it for about two hours. Yeah, so it's nowhere near enough. Plus, it's not your type of game, though. I wouldn't say it's a bad game. I think it's just personal preference. I didn't enjoy it. And... That's because you're action man, isn't it? Yeah. It, you, was... you it also fast. really doesn't look like a, my type of game. It's because you've got to be a strategy guy to play this game. Don't bother yeah. playing it unless you're a strategy guy. And I love strategy games. So, for me... I will take any strategy game and give it a go. Same as I think Lee does as well. But, I like strategy games, yeah. Yeah, games where you can sit back, think about it, chill out. It's not all in your face. But the rest of the boys on here, you're all action. You want Doom. You want, like, Call of Duty, things like PUBG. that. Fast-paced PUBG, yeah. So it is, it is more of a... I will say, it is more of a game that it's got to be relative to the person playing it. There's no point if you're an action guy trying to play this game because you won't like it. But if you are a strategy guy... The game costs £15.49. Yeah, it's made by Suncrash. To be totally fair, 
I, I got hours and hours out of it, and I really, really enjoyed it. I really loved it. But then again, I love Civilization. And, I think uh, it's worth the money. I, I think it's quite a well, it's, game. How do you judge a game if it's worth it? You, by the hours you play, obviously. You know, I can't, I can't complain. It's a game I'll, I'll go back to definitely. Yeah, I, I, I would, I'll get the money's worth for that. Yeah, it'd be good if we could do a multiplayer in it, wouldn't it? Yeah, that'd make it more interesting. Come yeah. on. If we could like build both of our bases like on one screen next to each other or something like that and then go out together or even if it was going even out even if you're sharing the characters. Yeah, like going out separate. Yeah, like we could have one you team have control. each. Yeah, team each, yeah, that'd be good. That'd probably be really, really good as well, because if you're going out on patrol, say we get to a map like the Hellgate, you can only have six characters, we control three each, we can go off and flank and do different things. That'd be really, really good. With with the combat, that's how you're supposed to play, aren't you? You're yeah, supposed to you... try and flank them and come the from behind. Is, I found it quite hard because what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to spread your units out because it's live. It's not like you're doing uh, turn base where you can move him there, there, and there. It's live. So when you get into that that action like screen, you move. Like I was finding, I just do a big square around all five players or whatever, and then. Wherever I click, they all shoot and they all go. So as the bad guys come, I'll click them and it will, they'll all fire at the bad guy until he's dead. Click the next one. But the way I suppose you're supposed to do it is you're supposed to move like two of them behind them barriers, two down there behind them barriers, one over there behind that car. And then yeah, as they come... Further, further back, firing the arrows and your melee is getting in But close. I think for me, it was just a bit tricky to, <clears throat> to try and get them all separate and move them at separate times. I felt I just got swamped by bad guys and it was easier just to take them around as a crowd and let them do whatever. Because when you do place them in places and then you click a bad guy to shoot, they all walk towards him anyway. Which, yeah. I, which I found, if there was a button, and there may well be, and I maybe I just didn't do it, but if there was a button where you can like switch off the movement so that if I click something, they will stay where they are, I could strategically place them and then let them shoot from there without moving. But I did find that I just kept wandering around the map with them all as a bunch. Yeah, Judgment, Apocalypse Survival Simulator, 1549, a group called Sun Crash. Check it out. If you if you do like strategy, then seriously check it out. If you're not more of a strategy sort of guy, then I'd sort of stay away from it. But other than that, good little game, different. I've not played anything like that with that sort of twist, you know. And as it's Halloween as well, even better. Monsters and ghoulies, really, really good. Right, one more game that I've been playing this month, which is another game which is like a sort of indie game. Not AAA, but it's something that I found, which I really like the look of, got into. is a game called Ava Ryan, and I think that's how you pronounce it. It's £13.95, and it's made by a company called Boxelware. I, I know what you're not going to say, because I always say this. I always say this game's like Minecraft, but but this game is like Minecraft. It's a space game. So imagine you're Elite Dangerous, yeah? Mm-hmm. Elite Dangerous in space, but imagine you start off with a little drone. You're just a drone in space. You're in this whole area. There's a massive map of all the stars, and they're all there's, there's hundreds of them. And you can go to any single star system. If any of you have any of you ever played the old, the original Elite Dangerous, which was no. called Frontier Elite Two. No. 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 Well, if you've got Elite Dangerous, it comes with it, but you probably wouldn't know what you're doing. You'd probably be like, "What is this? I can't see what's going on the screen because the graphics are so bad." Because it's actually an Amiga game from years ago. This game is like a modern day version of that. It's the only way I can really describe it, crossed with Minecraft. So I read here it's a procedural co-op space sandbox. Yeah. It's a bit like what's the game we play all the time? Empyrean. It's a bit like that, but imagine you're building your own spaceships, like like you're doing Empyrean with blocks, but more like Minecraft. So basically you start off, 
you're in this big open space and the graphics are really really nice you've got like all the different things in different areas like, like planets and you've got like rubble floating around and you've got like asteroids everywhere all different kinds of resources on you start off in this little drone because you haven't got a ship yet and you fly over to these resources like gold the gold ones and you've got a, you start with a mining laser and you start with a gun and basically you take a little drone over there and you mine and I mined I, it took me a few fair goes to get the hang of what I was doing in this game it's got tutorials and stuff like that but you fly over there you mine and then that mine gives you iron because I mined obviously an iron asteroid you start get building up your iron I think I got to 3000 before I started building and then in that like area you'll have starship station thousand miles over there then you'll have a research station over there then you'll have a gunsmith over there that does guns and you can fly to all these different places so you turn your drone around you fly it to like the ship dock where you build ships now you can either buy a ship or you can build one and when you're in the vicinity so like i built hms extreme pizza uk or whatever yeah i started off you can either like stretch the bricks so that it builds you a ship to start with or with whatever resources you've got so it does have like a random generation weird shaped ship or like i did i just built one from scratch so it starts off with one brick just one tiny brick in space and this game's all about scale so it's all about how big you make your ship so like the object of the game is to go through mining killing other people robbing their gear trading and stuff like that and it's all about making your ship bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and i played it for a good few hours and i built my ship when you go into these levels like the bricks you start off with iron bricks but then you've got all these different levels of I can't even remember the names of them, but you get like blue ones that are glowing, green ones that are glowing, yellow ones that are glowing, and they've all got like some will be titanium, some will be made out of something else, some will be glass, but they've all got different structures and, and properties. And as you go down the list, if you get like really rare sort of minerals and stuff and resources, you can build these rare blocks. I didn't get that far into the game, but it was just mad because you're building your ship out of these bricks, so you're building it up left down whatever you want long fat skinny you can do whatever you want to build this ship and it's a bit like imperium where you put your thrusters on and it's all about stats so you put your first brick down and then on the right hand side you've got all these different stats of thrust like the turning of it the the is it your where it turns yeah. sideways and stuff like that and yeah, it will say yeah and it will say all the powers of what your spaceship is and they'll all be red and yellow so you put a thrusters on it will say like this can only go 90 light years per second or whatever so you put more thrusters on it will go up to 100 and like i found myself putting hundreds of thrusters on and it was purely because the scaling of the bricks because the bricks were so small you can scale them so it's instead of having one brick of thrusters it could do 100 bricks in one go and then that 100 bricks gives me like 100 thrust instead of one thrust and me and you chance me and you played it for ages didn't we yeah played it for quite a while and we was building like all these crazy spaceships and that and then i got blown up by some pirates but the whole game is pretty much you flying around. It's a bit like Empyrean, but instead of going to planets and building bases, you're continuously going through space to try and find the centre of the Earth, like centre of the, the universe. Universe. You're constantly, constantly adding guns and building stuff, doing missions, and you can attack anything. So you can fly up to a ship, just press F to talk to them, say, give me your goods, otherwise we're going to blow you up. And then, like, me and Jantz are in-game next to each other with two ships. So we both go and attack the ship, blow it up, take some goods off it, get some guns, go and sell the guns. And it's pretty, it's very open in that sense. Like, you're free to do what you want. So you're just like building your own ship, 
and then you're flying into space and just literally you can be who you want to be you could do missions you can build reputations with people and you can go from different star places to other places but i really really enjoyed the game and wanted to spend a lot more time in it but it is a very time consuming game like me and jansen how long did we take to build them first ships yeah it was a few hours wasn't it yeah it was a few hours and then i blow mine up straight away I think it was the uh, the block size thing that puts off in the beginning because yeah. we were building these ships and then realised that it was the size of a micro machine. Yeah. And then we were like, why can't I put the gun on it? And it's because the gun was 10 times the size of the ship. Yeah, because it's all about scale. So what you do is yeah. instead of doing one brick, you scale it up to do 10 bricks instead of one. Yeah. And then it's 10 times the size, but you're still putting one brick down for every 10 bricks, if you know what I mean. And the other thing is like the criteria you have to meet as well. They'll say that you have to have a cargo bay, but your cargo bay has to be a certain size. Yeah. So when you're yeah. putting a cargo bay on there and you're like, well, it's still saying I need one. It's because you're only putting one that's the size of one brick and yeah. it needs to be the size of 50 bricks. See, I put, because it goes, it says on there as well, it says your cargo number, like for, say you've got cargo hold, it will say one or cargo cargo hold two. Even though it's like one cargo hold or two cargo holds, I put down about 60 bricks of yeah. cargo hold and it still hadn't registered as one cargo hold yet because yeah. obviously I should have been doing bricks at a 10 times the size. Yeah. And so basically we was building a ship the size of an ant when it needs to be the size of your bedroom. Yeah. Scale, you know, yeah. and we learned that the hard way. But that said, another really, really good thing about this game is it's up to like, so you can have as many players on it as you want and we can all be on our own computers in our own houses. But say I build one big ship and you two want to come and play with me for that day. I think you can have um, eight players on each section, but you can have even more. What I can do is, say I've got eight guns on my ship, I can be the pilot, and then you lot can all have a gun each on my ship. So I fly the ship in, and then you lot all fire your own gun. So you're all on my ship, like, as a gunner. Also, yeah. what you can do is, when you get further in the game, you get, um, like, little sub-ships that can fly out of your ship, like little fighter jets. And what you can do is, I can fly the big ship, and then two of you could be on the guns on the ship, and the other two can fly the little jets... So when we come into battle, you lot will take off from my ship, fly out, and you'll be flying around in your own little fighter jets whilst I'm on the main ship and two of the other boys are, are shooting the guns on the main ship. Hmm. And we can all work as a team, which I thought was a really, really nice touch because I haven't seen that done yet. I have no questions about this, actually. I'm looking at it on Steam and, you know, you know also not really my type of thing. It's like my not. kind of game. It's my kind of game because I like Empyrean and I've always loved it because I think the graphics look amazing and... The, the universe around you looks really detailed. And yeah, there's a lot of like space dust and things like that. So it you can feel the scale of it. In Empyrean, you're literally just seeing little dots in the sky and every now and then different planets that you can go to. Yeah. But for me personally, with Empyrean, it's the case that you, you, you've got your person, you see your person, or you can go first-person perspective but you can go to a planet, you can build a base on that planet, you can decorate uh, your base inside and out, you can build a dock to put your spaceship, then you can go into space, you can build a mothership. Inside that mothership, you could build other little ships, but you can kind of decorate the inside. You can do that inside. in this as well. Yeah, but with this, you, you're not inside the ship, you're just basically building a ship from the outside and then flying it around you are in the ship but you're not a human being you're a drone so 
you can build a massive ship and then you can build ships to go inside that ship but it's not yeah. the, I get what you're saying but the, the, but then I found with Empyrean it was really good but it becomes once you've been to all the planets and you've built a base that's it the game's the game's done the only thing you've got from that point on is multiplayer where you're attacking other people and you're having space wars which is a very very long and hard thing to get into but whereas with this I found this to be on the same level as Empyrean but instead of me going to the same planets doing the same stuff it's constantly different I've got missions to do and there's unlimited amount of missions I go to every, any single star place I go to or any base in Averion I can talk to someone they'll go right go and kill pirate in sector such and such and such they'll have this loot and I will go off and do that but in Empyrean you don't get that yeah, so for me I thought it, it was better I j- uh, the thing of scale doesn't appeal to me. So it's the same like No Man's Sky, where they're saying you could fly in a straight line for two years and you'll still never see the same planet and things like that. And I think I don't need that. I don't need the scale of the whole universe in actual size. And with Empyrean, the fact that you have to warp two other solar systems to get to other planets, that's big enough for me. And as the game builds and they put more planets they put more missions into it that appeals to me more than this procedurally generated universe where mm. you're just constantly going in a straight line and but you're not going in a yeah, straight line you're... you're you're getting missions but it's like go from here to there and do this go from there to there and do that i'm more about building my base building but my that's ship. what this is that's what i'm saying what you're saying about building a base, we found when we played Imperium, we built the base and then we left the planet and then we never went back to that base ever again. We went to another planet, we built a base and then we left the planet, we went to another planet. But this... No, that's not how I played it. I always had my home planet with my base and then I would fly out, go and do what I needed to do and when I was done with the game, I would then fly my ship back to my base and put it in the dock and then turn the game off. I just found with this game, I really, really liked the fact that you were free to do what you want. And it was endless. So with Empyrean, I really love, don't get me wrong, I love Empyrean. But I, I found with this game, I could build my ship bigger and bigger and bigger. And I could just keep going. Just loads of random stuff. Like I could just, if I wanted, if I got powerful enough, I could just go through space blowing everything up. Just robbing everybody's gear and selling it. And with the resources I get, upgrading all my parts of my ship until I've got like some super duper Klingon warbird or something, you know? <laughs> yeah, Ava Ryan. It is, it is. <laughs> I only said that because I watched the new Star Trek last night. <laughs> yeah. I mean, have you seen it? No, it's what, supposed uh, to be good. Huh? The new series. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, I'm about halfway through. What, the series? Oh, yeah, because I thought there was one a week coming out, and I only saw yesterday night that they're already all out, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I only watched the first one because I thought it was the only one out. I thought Because it said new episodes coming. So yeah. I was like, oh, it's on that bloody thing where it's one a week. So what, you, you watched that on my account, didn't you? Yeah. Oh, wicked. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah i didn't even know it i didn't even knew star trek came out a new one but it is it is next level i didn't like the intro to it though really did you like it did you i thought it was yeah. so far from star trek that it was unbelievable what like the all the drawings and stuff yeah but i just didn't like it i just i the thing is i'm captain picard star trek that's the one i love the most oh really yeah i'm i'm original series what, uh william shatner yeah yeah i never really watched them ones um the Next Generation was the one that I got into the most. And like when I think of Star Trek, I just think of Next Generation music. And when this came on... Did you ever watch the one with a guy from Quantum Leap? No. 
I didn't even watch Voyager. that. Was that Voyager? No, no, that was after Voyager. Is it, no, it was Voyager, I think. Because you get, you got Deep Space Nine, which was like you watched it, but you because you had nothing else to watch. And then, and then I think you got that one, Voyager. But yeah, they were wearing totally different outfits and that. And I was like, what is this? Yeah. Sh- why is he on it? He should be back in Quantum Leap. Go back <laughs> to Quantum Leap. But the thing is, after um, Next Generation, I didn't watch any of the others because I didn't like them. Yeah, it sort of went off track, didn't it? Because yeah. the thing is, even Deep Space Nine, it's like, what can really happen on a space station? It's not really that good. Yeah. Uh, like At least in, in Next Generation, it was flying to unknown places and crazy shit was happening. Yeah, it's like the original where each episode was a new adventure. Yeah. But I, but that's what this is. This is what I think they've gone back to, haven't they? Yeah. And that yeah, they, Klingon they, ship they, looks mad. Yeah, they, there's a main storyline. It's not set in one place. Yeah, but no, no, I just I don't know. I just got from Ava Ryan to uh, to the new Star Trek. Yeah, yeah Ava Ryan is a game I really liked. It costs thirteen pound fifty nine, and it's just an open world space exploration. Really, it's a bit like uh, Elite Dangerous, but on nowhere near like to that scale. It's more of an indie version of it. But I got to say, Ava Ryan, I really enjoyed it. But then I love them sort of games. I love a game which is not your mainstream game that I can just get stuck into and be a bit like, yeah, you know, play it on my own. No one knows what's going on. I did enjoy playing it with you, though, Jance. It was just a shame that you built, spent all that time building your ship and then I went and blown mine up. Yeah, and then That's mine right. got blown up after yours. And I was like, I start thought, again. Yeah, I saw another <laughs> ship and I was like, well, look, I'll shoot that one. Then all the pirates came after me, blew me up as well. Yeah, they all came for you, didn't they? Walked in and got you. Yeah, and they, there was about four of them. Yeah, but it is a game. I think we should try it with all of us on it like, and have a go where we all play it together just for a couple of days and see what happens because I think we played it a bit, bit broken up. It'd be good to get us all on one ship and all be building and shooting for the one ship, you know? All get yeah. blown up together. Yeah. yeah. And we can all uh, <laughs> do what cool. the Klingons do and uh, put our caskets on the outside of the spaceship. <laughs> you see that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that was Ava Ryan. Check it out. Really nice little game. Space exploration. Pirate. Avorian. Yeah, Ava, Ava Ryan, I call it. Avorian. Is it Avorian? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That's how I would call it if I read it. But I'm from Belgium, so. Yeah, but maybe I just can't read. <laughs> but I'm English. My English is, English is terrible. Because <laughs> I, I was thinking Ava Ryan because of Orion, the constellation, isn't it? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I. I Av I Orion. Everybody's confused now. <laughs> but yeah, it could, it could be a for you. Anyone listening, don't worry. This isn't an English lesson. Deaths. I got an F. Help us out. <laughs> I got an F for failure in English. Yeah. What did you lot get? Very good, actually. What, in English? Yeah, yeah. From yeah, but English. I bet your English test was nothing like ours. I bet your English test yeah, was Yeah, of easy. course, of course. My Dutch test was nothing like yours. I bet your English <laughs> test was like on your exam. What is the name of your dog? No, no, it was pretty... No, <laughs> no, Mine no, was no, like, give like me a that. speech from bloody Shakespeare and tell me every word he said and what pants he Man, I can speak four languages in Belgium. We all can speak multiple languages because we're... They speak three you languages. You know what we do in England? England? We expect everyone to speak English. That's <laughs> like, yeah. like the French. They also yeah. expect it. Wherever we go in the world. Yeah, wherever don't we speak go. speak English, don't talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's true, isn't it? You get there and the first thing you do is, why is it? Why is it? English people, we go on holiday, yeah? We go to, say, say we go to Spain, we go anywhere we want. Wherever we get, we go, where's the closest calf? <laughs> <laughs> You're on holiday and you still want to go to the fry-up. Why? Why yeah. do that? 
Where's the pub? Did you miss your homeland. I think it's funny the the view we've got around the world. Everybody thinks of English people. It's quite funny. It's quite real. Yep. But every, yeah, we're, all, yep. we're all drunks that. Uh, yep. Loud drunks. Yeah, to get into trouble. Loud, obnoxious <laughs> drunks. Especially if you're in Loretta Mar or. Do you know what? Like it got us quite Spanish, far in early life, though, didn't it? We conquered half the world by being <laughs> loud, loud drunks. Yeah. <laughs> right, let's move on. Right, Lee, what have you been playing, dude? I've been playing a game called Stick Fight, the game. Sounds cool. It is cool, man. <laughs> that game is funny. It is, actually, it is a really good game. Have you not seen it, Tim? No, no. Oh, that's right up your street, mate, that game. It's the most basic, simple game you're ever going to see, but the funniest game you're ever going to see. You're a stick man, and you just yeah. beat each other up. <laughs> oh, I'm guns. looking at it right now. Oh, nice. It's yeah, well funny. It's well, it's well fun. And Lee's better than me at it, which is just annoying. Yeah, but I'll let you win. Some... I'm getting that, I think. <laughs> we'll have a quick go after the podcast. 4 yep. I still got some Steam credits. Nice. It's funny, though. Cause it it's is just, worth it. It's, it's basically, you are just a stick man. There was a few things that I found little issues with it, which was confusing for me. Like, you can't change the colour of your character. So, I played it on single player, and I was green, say. And then when I come to play multiplayer, it put me as red. So, oh, but, yeah. the thing is, I kept looking at Lee, thinking he was me. Ah, and, okay. And then I was, I'd just walk off the, off the stage and fall off and die. And he'd be like, you just killed yourself. And I'd be like, I thought that was you. you actually, yeah, but it takes just a few minutes and then you're used to it, no? Nah. Yeah, Tim, you need to watch <laughs> his stream back on Twitch. He literally really? keeps saying, oh, I thought it was blue. Oh, I thought it was blue. And he must have done it about 12 times. I'm like, what is wrong times. with you? <laughs> Sit, yes. honest, seriously. It was, I'm not joking. Seriously. It was, it was like that. Stuck on blue. Dead. Yeah. So <laughs> it made it quite easy to win. But, maybe uh, if you restarted the game, maybe it will also restart your, your, your brain, Nick. And no, it doesn't work like that for me, man. Make you accept the green. The upstairs can't accept it. <laughs> like, I'm not even joking. I couldn't accept it. I hey, but it like, looks really cool. Just constantly. It's, it's, game starts it's one of them games that you can play for, I don't know, half an hour, yeah, an hour. Yeah. And then it's, you know, you put it down then. But it's well worth getting. No, it's, it's also it a local uh, split-screen multiplayer, I see. It's just basically four of you, you start on a little screen, and it's just a bit like worms, you know, like where you've got ledges and stuff. Like, and it's just loads of random, like, levels. And four it's of about you. Just, levels. It, yeah. yeah, it'll just go start, and it'll be like, right, you can punch or kick each other, like, with these wobbly arms. And then every now and then a gun just falls from the sky. So it's like, ah, oh, I've got, I got a massive gun. And then everybody tries to run, and they're like wobbly men running everywhere. And you're blowing up the, 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 all the stuff around you. You're blowing up the sky, you're blowing up the floor. And all of a sudden, like, your men just die. But it, the one thing I would say about it is it didn't do... I, I don't know if... We played it for quite a long time, and it just kept playing and playing and playing. There was no scorecard. There was no letting me know who was winning. There was no... I think you know who was winning, don't you? Yeah, I know who was winning. <laughs> you don't need a scorecard. Bastard. <laughs> but, yeah, it was really, really funny little Boom. game. Like, you just... just all like, it needs is, like, the in the top left corner or something... You, your, your names and then to put your first or second even if it just done it like who won the last match so that you could see who's at the top you know yeah just like a old school quake just tap and yeah. you see the leaderboard yeah Simple. or tap and leaderboard it yeah, might be simple. just because it's early access though but yeah. Yeah, well funny little game man well worth a fiver five euro nice but, but it is one of them games you're only going to play it for 10 minutes at a time it's like what should we play oh, I'm downloading something should we play stick uh, stick fight for a little while and but that's like, cool that's cool yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's, it's, I'm not really motivated to, to to start up a game and play for two or three just, hours. Yeah. 
it's just pure fun. There's no reason for it. It's just like, right, I'm going to shoot you in the face. It's a bit like where you start golf with friends or something. Yeah, I you know, just wanted just, to say the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Golf you play friends. for half an hour, yep. an hour, and then you've, you want to put it back down. Then. we got a little secret, Tim. Really? Yeah. What's your secret? We all bought golf it. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Is it good? I haven't, we haven't played it. I've not played it. We'll play it nice. maybe for next month or something for the podcast. But it, it's, yeah, yeah. It's it's different. I I played one little um, test go, and to hit the ball, you have to pull your mouse back and hit it forward with the power. So you don't click a button, click a button. Cool. You have to swing it back and hit it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's also nice. Much more random. More difficult, yeah, yeah. But yeah Something stick- I wanted to mention about this game um, is the guns on it. They're not just normal, like a pistol, shotgun. You do have them, but you can have rocket launchers. Yeah, I see that. Steam. You have a gun Laser called- guns and... Yeah, a snake gun. So you shoot <laughs> snake, live snakes out, and they actually attack the other player or you if you're silly enough to shoot shoot near yourself. That's the thing. You. Another thing and I found with that game, I just had panic, mad panic every time game start. Panic, <laughs> fall and, and it's it's just got an update where you can actually be bosses. So player versus player bosses, I think. Hey, really? I have to check that out. That'd be quite cool. Yeah, so I think if these four of you want, um, I think something comes down from the sky, sky, you grab it and you become the boss and they've got to try and attack you and you've got to kill them. Mm. So, it's, it's just like, just pure fun. There's not even a lot they, to talk about really. They seem, to, no, they seem to be adding content to it a lot as well. Like they've just, just put seven spooky Halloween levels on as well, so... Yeah, well, to be fair though, like we said, we played it's that well game. Well worth the money. We played it for ages, didn't we? And then we was like, they should put this in this. They should put that in this. This would be really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just really, really open. Stick fight. But yeah. do you remember a stick fight video? I just put the link in Discord. Yeah, yeah. It, I like remember back that. in like 2005. You have multiple of them. Huh? Like the yeah. stick, the stick figure versus his creator. That was the first one, I think. Uh, okay. It's like a, a Photoshop stick figurine fighting the mouse button. Yeah, as soon as I saw that stick fire, I just thought it just reminds me of that video that I watched like 20 years ago. And it is exactly the same, isn't it? It's It's like like the little guy from Line Rider, you know that one where you draw a line on the screen and then there comes a little guy on a sled and he rides your line you draw. Oh, okay. It's very basic. Yeah. Just like that. Yeah. But yeah, that's why as soon as they said, oh, like we got this new game, it's like stick fire. In my head, straight away, I just thought of that video. And then when I saw it, I was like, yeah, it's exactly <laughs> like that video. But you're obviously controlling the character. How many players can you play with? Four max? Or more players? I think it's four, yeah. Yeah, it's four players. Yeah, let's do it. But we did find it quite hard getting in the game in the beginning because you're in a box and you have to, you just push a switch and then the game starts. We was a bit like, how do we get in? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we'll play it after the podcast. Yeah, get it, get it, Tim. It's it's well worth it. I will get it. But right now, I'm downloading the last 100 megabytes of the preloading from World War uh, Call of Duty World War Two. So mm. we'll talk about that mm. next month as well. Yes, for sure. Right, let's move hey. on. Cool. Jansen, what have you been playing, dude? This month, I've been playing Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein. Colossus. Jawohl. Say but, um, Tim, can you say that in your accent, please? Some of my accent, I speak Dutch, not German. I know, but yeah. you've got a better one than us. Wolfenstein. <laughs> the <laughs> Neuer Colossus. 
<laughs> you just reminded so me of um, Belgium. You do know German. It's quite funny because of watching... course I speak it fluidly, also French. And have any of you been watching Victoria? No, no. Uh, and Albert, he's obviously from Germany, isn't he? and I just picture it in his in his voice. <laughs> <laughs> I've been playing this game also, Jansen. Yeah, so yeah, both of us got this like pretty much as soon as it came out, and it's amazing. I love playing single player games because. Most games now are <laughs> online, and so you do have to get online and play with your mates. And if you're playing with randoms, it's not as fun. So I, I like a game like this every now and then that I've got in the catalogue. You can just so, switch off, turn yeah, the headphones I'll, off, put your sound on really loud. And... Yeah, yeah, I can actually play it through my speakers rather than having to wear headphones because I'm on Discord and... I bet your missus like this... is in the other room going, what is that noise? Sounds like you're yeah. in a bloody war zone. Yeah, it, I know. It's a bloody war zone. I'm also <laughs> yeah. playing it through speakers. It's incredible. Yeah. It's like, game. The thing is, I played the New Order. Is it New Order? And yeah. I remember that being really, really good, being a bit crazy, because obviously Wolfenstein, the original, is before Doom, where you're just going down corridors and you're yes. shooting like, the Nazis and stuff. But then the next one, it was really, really crazy. And I remember really enjoying it, but I got to a point where I got lost in the game. And I couldn't find my way out, and I, I remember switching yeah. it off. And I think I played that. I think I played that on PC actually. Mm-hmm. But Could be. I, so I, played can imagine, I can imagine this one's going to be even better than that, and more yes. random. Yes, and more crazy, it's more like brutal. Got, like, random yeah. robots with like human heads and stuff. Mm-hmm. Not that much. Or mm-hmm. I just imagine that. It's got, a bit kind of steampunk. Clan in it as well, isn't it? Sorry, got the Klu Klux Klan in it. Is it? Uh, I haven't been to that no. point. Looking at the picture. So. It should be. It should be, actually. I also saw a screenshot of it. Oh, yeah. No, there is. Because it's Nazis are kind of taken over the world. The Ku Klux Klan are following the Nazis. So when you go into town, you do have, like, the Grand Wizards walking around in, like, full outfits because it's just accepted. Mm-hmm. How did I get I away with that? I haven't gotten this far yet. Oh. Why not? Yeah. Graphics look mad. Yeah, the graphics are amazing. Even the cutscenes and everything, they're so well animated. Close-ups on people's faces, like the texture of their skin and reflections. And even when someone's getting angry and they're getting worked up and you, you see their see the whole face trembling. Yeah, it's yeah. very good. Well done. Yeah. Very. Even the, the reds in people's eyes as like, the game goes on. Yeah. Imagine yeah. this, Nick. In the, in the first, what, half an hour you are... Rolling around in a wheelchair, blasting guns. Eh? Yeah. Are How you? epic is that? Yes. Yeah. And it's very epic. Well, because yeah. your character's obviously been had sight done to him and he's like escaping or something. Yeah. yeah so he wakes up from a coma, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So he's had like a surgery. And so I don't know if it's entropy that he can't walk or if it's the injury. But when you wake up, you have to move yourself around in a wheelchair. But then. The way that they've done it as well is that you you can shoot with one hand and you can wield a wheelchair with one hand, but that that's really slow. So the faster you go, if you press to run, you put your gun on your lap and then you wheel yourself with two hands to go faster. <laughs> but when someone comes, yeah, when you press <laughs> yeah, shoot, yeah. you don't shoot straight away. You've got to pick up the gun and then point it and then shoot. So there's that element of it of like, do you go with speed or do you have your gun ready in your hand kind of thing? It's good because they've sort of thought every other game's the same. How can we do this different? And they've come up with this yeah. idea where it's like you've got a choice. Let's make it a bit more technical. 
Yeah, and it makes it a lot more realistic because they've actually thought about these little things that would happen in real life. Yeah. They haven't like made you stuck with one hand on the wheel and one hand with a gun and then making you go really fast because obviously in reality that wouldn't happen. But I think it's these little details throughout the game that you notice that make the game so much more like unique yeah and you you can tell like yeah there's a a lot of work has gone into it yeah i personally as well think that the the storyline is good but i don't think it's as good as it could be because i've played single player games where the storyline has gripped me so much that i'm literally playing the game to see what happens next in the story i don't think i've ever done that no, I'm the same. I've never, never grabs me the stories. I just don't. I'll tell you one game that has done that for me throughout the franchise. I know is... what you're going to say. I bet it's the one on the PlayStation. It's what's yeah. it called? Uh, yeah, Un- Uncharted. Uncharted. Yeah, everyone yeah. says that. It, but <laughs> it's like you're playing an episode a film. A, a Indiana film Jones. of Indiana Jones. <laughs> I already had that with GTA Five. Yeah, to play just yeah. To See the story. Same with four. Yeah, yeah. Same, same with San thing. Andreas. Yeah, More it's, games. it's like yeah. the storyline is so good yeah. and you're playing the character in that story that you can't wait to get to the next bit to see what yeah, happens yeah. next. Indeed. Indeed. Um, and I, with this, I think the storyline is good. It's well acted. I think the script is brilliant, but it didn't grab me as much as other games had. Well, I don't know. I played the first, what, two hours? The first part, oh, that was really, really impressive, I think. Really brutal also. Yeah, was it, what, immediately the, sucked into the game. What's the craziest yeah. things you've seen in there, like monster-wise and weird stuff? I've seen yeah. very, very... Uh, I've seen somebody get tortured and then somebody else get forced to, to, to shoot that body who refuses, then this person's head gets chopped off and then <laughs> yeah. this head rolls in front of your eyes while you're being held down to the ground. That's quite funny. Now, you can still that's look around. Woman, that's yeah, yeah, that's the woman. And then... This head, you're being forced to kiss this head also, like a taunt, you know? Yeah. And then this head gets squashed with a boot right in front of your eyes. <laughs> See, without giving too much away, it's like we don't want to give away the storyline because yeah, yeah. there are twists to it as well. In certain parts of the game, you get choices as well. You point a gun and it's like, do you shoot this person or don't you? Or you've got a choice. Do I shoot the man on the left or the man on the right? That's the, and, the first The first thing you have to do in the game is already yeah. make a choice. Yeah. And it, it follows through in the game that you feel like it's not on rails. It gives you choices and your Apparently, choices. it should also be a different experience in what you choose the, the, first, uh, the first choice you make. Yeah, because it, to- I think when you make your choice, it says something about the timeline that you're yeah. going on. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, so I think the first thing that happens, I think it follows on from the previous game. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah, true. so if you've played that game, you would kind of know what's happening when the game starts. But I hadn't played the previous game, so the choices I made were purely 50-50, do I go left or right kind of thing. You or, know what game started off the choices, didn't you? Did you ever well, play Fable 3? Fable 2, yeah. Fable? Yeah. Them games are amazing. Them games are the first games that done all the choices thing, like... You do one choice early on in game, and later yeah, but it's game, not that it's not that bad. that that far into it. I think with Wolfenstein. So, do choices matter? So, is there different endings, or I think it's more the cinematic 
Yeah, and little that. things that will happen, like you will experience a little other scene or something, but not much, yeah. not yeah. really game-changing, yeah. not like a really different story or different ending. No. Yeah. But I, I think it gives you like your personal choices as well. Are you are you a good person or bad person? It's it's that kind of element. That, that's as another well. thing from Fable: good or bad person. Your traits and you change yeah. the person as you go through. So you, if you do do all good stuff, you're like, I think this is more like you have like many people that that start off on on medium and then work their way up to like hardcore or insane mode. And it's yeah. nice if you replay that you have some other choices and you have some. Does your new character change physically if you're good or bad or not? No, I think it's just a, a personal thing. It's yeah. like if you make a good choice or a bad choice, your character is still the same person. But I don't I think, think it's really RPG. Uh, no, it's but really I, not character I, development. More, you can upgrade your weapons. Yeah, things um, like that. I think mm. the choices that they give you is just a personal choice. Of if you were in that situation, what would you do? Rather than just saying shoot this or do this or go there. Yeah. So it, it just tried to bring more... new things to it and gone into the yeah. slight more detail than normal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's better than Doom. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I think with Doom, Doom is just pure arcade, like fast paced shooting, huge guns, massive yeah. explosions, and I love all that. But it, that's all it is. Yeah. With this, it's a whole experience of the cinematics and the storyline. Has it got and big how... bosses? To a certain extent, you do have a bosses. They will put you in a situation where there is like some kind of like steampunk robot that's ten times the size of you, and you've got to try and kill it to move on to the next um, yep. part of the game. Yeah, and it will put you almost like in an arena, and it will have uh, like health and guns and ammo dotted around. So you kind of are running from bit to bit. Like reloading, How about shooting. The saving though, like so, when you die, do you start from a checkpoint, or can you save yeah. at any point, or? Yeah, both. You can yep. uh, you can manually save at any oh, point. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's really it's, worth the game. Really. Yeah, but the thing is, the checkpoints are perfect because they're so often that as soon as you get to a point, you can see the little symbol coming up for auto save. So you know something's coming up because it auto saves you just before a boss Something or happens, just before yeah. a big event. So you've got no need to manually save because it's already no. covered up. Yeah, I was going to say the only time I manually save is if at a certain point I'm like, I've got to turn it off right now and then I'll manually save and then turn it off. Yeah. yeah. There's even some stealth in this game, you know? There's like if you have a level, there's always a, there's always a like a general and if you yeah. assassinate this guy, he won't sound the alarm, so less troops will come. Yeah. So it will no, make it a little bit easier. And it's always this level. There's the always like, yeah, yeah, always like crawling spaces and things you can slide under and, and things like that. Yeah. But they always put the general kind of hidden or yeah. a bit further away. So you kind of like go through a bit stealth and you do more melee attacks. So you're taking down people silently, you're trying not to be seen. Then when you see the general, you kill him. And then you only get attacked by the people. What is in that it? Room. What is it? What you have a, like this little axe? Yeah, hatchet. Yeah, hatchet. This. Yeah. This. The kills you make with this are so epic. Yeah. And there are so many different. Uh, yeah. What cutscenes or what, what happens when you, yeah. when you when you really yeah, kill somebody? I I didn't realize that in the beginning. Every time I was doing it, I thought it was just doing the same one where you grab them and slit their throat. But then after I did a few, I was like, hold on a minute. Each yeah, one yeah. is different. Yeah, and, yeah, there are really a lot of it. And even uh, changes when you crouch. If you go up behind someone crouch, 
you then like cut the back of their like their Achilles heel, their Achilles tendon, and then they fall to the ground and then you cut their throat. But if you <laughs> went up to them standing up, you might like jab it in their back and then break their neck or something like that. But yeah, they put a lot into like the different kills that you can do. Yeah, like cut somebody Achilles piece and these sort of fall down and cut then stab him in his leg, pull him towards yeah. you, stab him again, yeah. and then and then stab him in his face. It's insane. And the thing Jamie, is, you sound like you've got a lot of anger. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm a person, actually. But like the thing this? is, as well, with this game, they it's completely uncensored. It's graphic to the yeah. extreme. In but your face. Yeah. And even with the script as well, some of the language they use, some pretty... It's just really kinda, raw, is it? Yeah. It's, things that happen also, pretty shocking it, things that how happen. How does that make you feel? Does that make you think, yes, this game's wicked. It's got some really naughty stuff in it. It, it just makes, makes me feel like, whoa, what, what the hell am I playing here? What the hell yeah. is going on? But the thing is, <laughs> I like things like that because it makes yeah, it too. real. Yeah. Um, because the, it's appropriate to what you're seeing. So yeah. you've got to understand that the world is run by Nazis. And you've got to think of like the way that Nazis think and then the way that they control people and stuff like that. So when people are doing and saying certain things, it's, it is quite shocking, but at the same time, it's it, convincing it's for a yeah. Nazi. Yeah. 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 Indeed. And he, you have even, no problem hating these, these, no, the way you've not... got on about this game, I'm surprised it's even be allowed to come out. I'm sure it will be censored in, in, in Germany. I'm sure. I'm actually going to Google this right now. <laughs> but I think... Are you having any issues playing the game? Like your hardware and stuff like crashes? No, it's actually very good to optimize for my laptop. Because if, if you have a look on Steam, there's pages and pages <laughs> of negative reviews saying it needs a patch. The really? only two things that I had problems yeah. with is in the beginning, my controller wasn't working. And when I plugged it in, and I went to the controller settings, it actually showed that I had a PlayStation controller connected. The keyboard and mouse was still working. But after shutting down and restarting a couple of times, it's been fine all the way through. And then the other problem I had was the 4K. When I set it to 4K, it scaled the screen so that I was only seeing the top corner and it was really big. Uh, So the thing is, I'm playing it in 1080, but in all ultra so if i've got a 4k screen but it's playing 1080 but it still looks amazing oh just to butt in guess what people what i bought two new controllers yeah we know <laughs> you told uh, us at the start did i say yeah. i bought the controllers as well yeah for yourself yeah oh right fair enough then a long <laughs> podcast hey but you want to laugh you want to laugh guys it's actually censored in germany and you want to know how it's censored hitler yeah. has no mustache <laughs> I'm, I'm not shitting you. Hitler has no mustache. Really? Yeah, so and I sent you the link. I said, yeah, yeah, the game, and there are no swastikas to be found. Because using a swastika or similar imagery in Germany is a no go. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, but I think that's I a big thing. I thought it was a no go anywhere. <laughs> no, but in Germany, anything to do with Nazis yeah, in Germany it's is like really forbidden. Yeah, yeah, it really. If you make there, like, what is it, the, this this Hitler sign or something? Yeah. What? You're I thought in that prison. was like that everywhere. No, mm. it, it's just taboo everywhere. But in yeah, yeah, terms, true. It's a real big thing. 
If but, you go in London, if you make the Hitler sign, I don't think they will put you in the in jail for that. You no, know? people go. They will say bad boy and stop that, and it's not good. I think, whatever. like in in the UK, people go fancy dress as yeah. like a Nazi and things like that, and it's just tongue in cheek. But you'd well, never get of, away with that in Germany. Princes, no, never. One of the princes went to uh, yeah, a yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everybody knows that was world news. Yeah, 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 yeah. I bet That's he put that out on and he was like, uh, this is going to stir up some shit. No, no, <laughs> yeah. they're, they're, they're still, yeah, they're all, they're not ashamed, but yeah, it's their history, you know? Yeah. yeah. And the but it's is, funny to see that he has no massage. I will send you yeah. the link. It's what's so funny. <laughs> but the thing is, it's like in the game, the bits with Hitler in it are crazy, aren't they? I haven't been there. I haven't oh, been there. No, no, no. no. I've only played it like one and a half hours, maybe two. Yeah. I just passed the, the, the bit with the big robot you were talking about. Uh, okay. So not so far in yet. But what I've right. played, amazing. Yeah. So you give it the thumbs up, yeah, Wolfenstein. Very good. Get this. Get this, Nick. You will enjoy this very much. Don't See, let your son... A lot of people... Don't play it when your son are, sons are around. Yeah. They're, <laughs> they're, they're saying it's like the shooter of the year. Really? And Yeah, I can believe that. Yep. Because out of everything I've played this year, this is one of the best games. Have you played Prey? That's supposed yeah. to be up there. Yeah. Oh, I hated that. Yeah, I also didn't like that so much. The beginning was okay. Yeah, and you got started... the black smoke. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I didn't like that. It was not uh, so nice. Moving on, people. That's enough of Wolfenstein. Stein. That's enough of our games. We're nearly there after two hours and 40, three hours, sorry, three hours so far. I don't know how much it is once it's been edited, but we're on three hours so far. Anyway, let's move on to the community and extras. The only thing I want to say about community and extras at the moment is our ARC server is still going. Still people on there every single day playing. There's about a group, I think there's about 20 people that have been on because we haven't got it like worldwide yet. But there's a new map coming out in the end of October. So if anyone's interested in that, let us know because we might put a second map on there as a cluster server. And the cluster server means that you'll have two maps where you can warp from one to the other, take all your dinosaurs and stuff like that. But yeah, let us know what you think. Let us know if you want that map added and uh, we'll go for it if people want to get on board. Another thing we spoke about is to get us up there so we get loads of new players in, you can actually go to a site and you can pay about $30 per week to get yourself to the top of a list for all of the servers for ARK. If you're interested in that, put a word in Discord because I think a few of the boys on there are all going to chip in, pay for that, and it will get us right up the list. And then we'll become like, have loads of people coming in, and then you can have warfare. So, uh, yeah, let us know what you'll think about the ARK server. Any mods as well that anyone likes, just hit us up, let us know what you think. We'll check them out and see if we can put them in. Um, apart from that, onto the question section. We've just got one more question because the rest of them are all answered with. Um, our actual games we've been playing and i've had to shorten this one down glutesy i'm sorry mate because it's been going so long so glutesy's question is so with a radiator on your pc i assume you suck in air to call it do you compensate it with outgoing fans do we need cases that have radiators on the out radiators that have radiators on the outside sorry it's quite funny now um, we actually done a podcast about this before, about how you suck the air in when you've got water cooling. Now, just basically in a nutshell, because obviously we've done it before, when you've got a water cooler or a radiator, the reason why you suck the air from outside in, rather than sucking air in the front as usual, up and out the back, 
what you do is because the heat builds up inside the case because that's where the graphics card and cpu is you don't want to blow the air through the rad to say the rad's on the back of the computer you don't want to blow the hot air from inside out because the hot air will be the air that's that's then going through the rad which therefore heats up the rad meaning your computer is just going to get warmer and warmer so what you do is you suck air in it doesn't matter where it is on the computer whether it's at the back top front wherever it is if you've got uh, radiators in there, you want to suck that the air that's outside the computer because that's going to be that the ambient temperature. So say it's 20 degrees outside, that will suck that that air through the rad, and then the, you'll still get the heat build up inside and disperse it out the back or the top. But the point is, you suck the air in from outside because that's going to be cooler than the air inside your computer going out. You lot get what I mean, don't you? Yes. Just yep. to be clear, as you said as well about cases. You said do you need cases that have the radiators on the outside. Do, do you know what? One of my earlier builds, I actually did a case where I had the radiator on the outside. If you look at the back of your case, a lot of them will have these two little rubber grommets, which are little round circles. Now, them little round circles are designed, that's where you put your water cables through, like the water pipes. And I actually had a dual-sized radiator mounted, because if you get a radiator, you'll see it's got these two little, like these four little clips. They're like little, like bent pieces of metal. And what you can do is you can actually mount your radiator two inches off the back of your case or the top of your case. And I've actually done one like that before. But I haven't seen a lot of people do it. Jans, you, you ain't seen a lot of people do that either, have you? No, not really. Do you remember um, my old case that had the pink water pipes in it? Yeah. That had the rad on the outside. Yeah, at the back. Yeah. And that, that did look pretty cool because I actually had the, the, the pink fluid cables coming out at the bottom going in a big like semicircle and back into the rad. Look, made yeah, it look like nice. a bit of a robot computer. Yeah. You sometimes get people putting rads on the outside to save space on the inside yeah. because they've got so much going on. It's more um, for space than it is for the actual temperature. Yeah. But also but, he said as well, he did say, do you need outgoing fans? Now, this is another discussion altogether, which lots of people debate whether it makes a difference or not. When I do the rads, normally I'm in smaller cases, so I'll have the rad and then I'll have two fans on the inside. And that will then suck the air through and blow it out. Now, what you can do is you can have like a push or you can have pull or you can have push and pull. Now, what push does is pushes the air from one side through the rad. Pull pulls the air from one side through the rad. And then push and pull. What that does is that builds up pressure. So one of them will suck the air outside and force it into the rad. And then the other one on the inside will suck the air out of the rad and force it away. So it essentially is meant to give it more sucking and blowing power because it's forcing it in building up pressure and forcing it out it only makes a slight difference it's personally for me i don't do it unless i've got a really big case to fill the space because otherwise i find it in like infringes on the motherboard and the other components and it's very tightly packed which i don't think you've ever done it that way either Jance, have you no and just, it, you don't really it need doubles, it nowadays no it doubles up the size of the rad as well when you've got four fans on your rad it's a bulky bit like to try and fit inside a case yeah and it's mounting it as well on the screws and it's just for this day and age they don't really i like i've got two fans on my rad and it's a corsair h100i v2 and do you know what i can i've had my chip up at five gigs and that's on like six cores six threads it don't overheat it still runs nice and nice and cool you know it gets up there might get a bit warm when i'm gaming there after a couple of hours but never really gets to the point where I'm like, oh man, I've got to cool this down. Mm. So yeah, Glutzy, I hope that answers all of your questions. 
Yeah, I think that brings us to the end of the podcast, you know. If, uh, oh, anyone... if, if he was asking about the outgoing fans as in an exhaust fan, again, it's like, it's not something you have to have because all the fans sucking the air in build up that positive pressure inside the case yeah, and it will so naturally, it yeah, it naturally force the hot air out of any vent that you've got. If you and have it, got the space, though, it's good to have one exhaust fan at the back at the top because that just yeah. will clear it out, you know? Yeah, it just it makes it more efficient, so it will help that hot air to escape the case. Yeah, in general, if you've got a line of air going in and out, it's always good because it's just going to yeah. keep constantly going in and out. But when it comes to, to rads and water, it's about getting the air through there in the right direction and then not yeah. worrying about getting out until after. Once you've got yeah. your flow of the coolest air coming through the rad, then if you've got the space after that, then worry about getting it out, exhausted somewhere else. Yeah. But yeah, that brings us to the end of our podcast. I hope you've all enjoyed it. And I appreciate all the reviews and all the people on the uh, Discord. And uh, yeah, it brings us to the end. If you've got any questions, send them into extremepcuk at gmail.com. You could do it on Twitter and Instagram or Facebook. And like I said, the main thing I want to do is just get people in to the Discord because that's where we... We really enjoy chatting to people and, uh, yeah, get to some of our shows, play some games of us. Apart from that, I think we're all done. What I'm going to do, though, as it's Halloween, and because I love Jansen's tune that he made for Fallout 4 so much, I'm going to send us out on, I think it's about a six-minute Fallout 4 drum and bass tune, all made by Jansen in the space of about 20 minutes. <laughs> I also really like that tune, yeah. by that the way. That tune is wicked. If anybody Genius. wants it... You know, we can send it to you for an MP3. So if you do like that tune, just let me know. Send me an email and uh, I'll send you the, the tune for an MP3. And on that note, that's the end of the podcast. I will see you all later. Thanks for listening. Ciao. Bye. Bye, all. Bye-bye. I don't want to set the world on fire. I just want to start. I'll in your heart In my heart I have but one desire And that one is you